It's the last day at the fair, but there's no need to shed a tear. There's more cards to review right now, so settle in. Prep to be wild. Neutral cards will have their day, and three more experts have their say. Selected cards will be reviewed in Arena and in Wild 2. You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest continuous-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am Guy Grumpy, the host of this show, and this is episode 209, the last part of a three-part review of Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. This episode is brought to you, oh, as always, by lovely people just like you. Thank you so much to all of our patrons like Wicked Good, Jonathan B., James... W, Avantes, Mr. Jones, and Forrest B. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself by going over to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. More information about the changes made to this new set review process have been shared in the first episode, so we recommend you taking a listen through that, uh, at least for the intro first. Uh, if you're ready for part three, we won't keep you waiting much longer, though. We broke the mold a little bit here, and we'll be covering all of the neutral cards and then sampling of cards from Wild and Rena experts uh, that they think will have an impact on those formats. Let's get to it! My neutrals expert today is longtime friend Electric Sheep City. Welcome to the show, ESC. Meowdy. So would you care to introduce yourself, like how long you've been playing, uh, what your Hearthstone accomplishments are, uh, and anything like that? Absolutely. So I am Electric Sheep City. I've been playing since, gosh, I think it was about when uh, TGT was in, but I was, you know, not really taking it too seriously, just kind of playing in casual because I didn't know that there were actually reasons to play in ranked at first. Uh, but mm -hmm. starting with Whispers of the Old Gods, I, I switched from from that to, you know, like, okay, buying all the the pre-orders and really just jumped in with full feet at that that point and have been going ever since um hit legend fairly consistently particularly in wild this season or this year um and you know just generally having a lot of fun with the game you know i, I take it fairly seriously but if you're not having fun then uh in in my my mind it's like you you won't stick with the game so <laughs> i definitely prioritize right. fun over uh competitiveness a lot of the times which means i play a lot of wacky decks <laughs> and it's a lot of fun and you've found found ways to make them really good i always enjoy making it to your hearthstone streams uh you can just sense the joy uh that you bring and uh yeah i can't recommend you enough uh on that on that front oh shucks i really appreciate that buddy so this wouldn't be the happy Hearthstone, though, if I didn't ask you to share some of that joy that is always present in your you, your life, it seems. Uh, so what's been making you happy lately? Yeah, so lately, uh, definitely, of course, obviously, it's release time, theory crafting, a whole bunch of different stuff has always been mm -hmm. a lot of fun. But also uh, friendship, because I've uh, got to do a lot of different card reviews with different friends, which has been really fun, but also just the time that we get to spend together, uh, both on yeah. and off stream has been a, a blast. So definitely friendship and then excitement about the new uh, card review uh, sets. <laughs> I know uh, it's, I'm trying to temper my excitement because uh, the Pac-Man mega tunnel battles also releases on the same day. So uh, there's still a little bit of me that's like, well, 
I can save that for my stream and just play a little bit of Pac-Man beforehand or something like that. So. <laughs> you'll, you'll look like the uh, the circus clown art, which we'll get to before too long, uh, kind of juggling, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so what we're really here to talk about, though, is the neutral cards from the Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. So let's jump right in. Uh, we start off with, I believe this is the first card revealed, the Dark Moon Rabbit. It's a 10-mana epic. 1-1 one, one Beast minion with Rush and Poisonous that also damages the minions next to whomever it attacks. Yeah, so this is a really interesting card. Um, it's kind of a, not just kind of, it's a very overcosted, um, but really fascinating. <laughs> I have kind of theorycrafted a Deck of Chaos Warlock with this because, you know, if you plop down Deck of Chaos when Dark Moon Rabbit's in your deck, you get this effect for one mana. I mean, you know, the... 10 attack is right. really kind of inconsequential for the effect, but at the very least makes it kind of playable. Um, that's about as close as I can get to making this playable. The effect is really powerful, but it's way too expensive and does not have the health to stick on board. So it's definitely a one and done and that's your entire turn. So it's an interesting card, right. but probably we'll see fringe play at best. There's been a, actually a lot of talk about it that people like the art, so they want to find ways to use it. So their uh, Deck of Chaos, definitely one that people have been associating it with. Uh, there's some others that people think they'll be able to make it work and are excited about, especially you know if you can get the cost reduction in it really anyway. And um, I mean, it's it's a decent clear. Uh, the swipe is always powerful. I agree, though. It's it's a little bit overcosted. If it had a little bit of more survivability or easy way to get Divine Shield, something like that, um, maybe you could get a couple. Um, so you might see it like a commencement deck um, or something like that where you get two uses out of it, possibly, um, or duels uh, from Paladin. But uh, Ooh, fringe cases for Paladin sure. Paladin duel. That's really clever. <clears throat> Uh, next up is Cthulhu the Shattered, legendary 10-mana 6-6. At the start of the game, break into pieces with a battle cry of deal 30 damage randomly split among all enemies. So the break into pieces means that it breaks into four pieces that get shuffled into your deck. Uh, when you have played all four of those spells, uh, then you get Cthulhu to your hand and can play him. Um, those spells that you get are the body of Cthulhu, which is... Uh, Five mana, summon a 6-6 six, six Cthulhu body with taunt. The Eye of Cthulhu, which is a five mana spell, deals seven damage randomly split among all enemies. The Heart of Cthulhu, a five mana spell, uh, deal three damage to all minions. And the Maw of Cthulhu, a five mana, destroy a minion. So basically an assassinate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so unfortunately, whenever you are able to play all of the pieces... Cthulhu then actually goes into your deck, not your hand. Oh, into your deck. Okay. Yeah, which makes it so slow. I'm so bummed about that because Cthulhu is what got me like to take that next step from being a Hearthstone casual to you know really embracing mm -hmm. the the game. Um, and I'm still gonna play with it, but you know it's just it's so slow for for what it does. You know, it you can you can draw the stuff, but then you have to uh, with like the um. Uh, that one rogue card that draws things that didn't start in your deck, but then you still have to play 20 mana's worth of cards in order to uh, uh, kind of piece Cthulhu back together. And then he goes into your deck and not even in your hand. So you have to yeah, pay yeah. 30 mana 
in order to get the effect. And it's a very powerful effect. 30 damage randomly split among all enemies. But unlike the uh, original Cthulhu, then he still only has a 6-6 body. So, you know, yes, it, it's a very powerful effect, but then you're kind of left with a minimal board, board presence if your you know opponent has been uh, tanking up or, um, you know, has a, a very wide board with a, a lot of high health minions. So, you know, it's not, not dealing that final blow. Um, if it was something more like an Uther OTK, then I think it would be a little bit more... Um, worth the investment of both uh in resources as well as mana uh, etc to to kind of get that that impact that said i'm going to have a ton of fun playing Cthulhu the shattered <laughs> i'm gonna make it work i'm not gonna make it competitive <laughs> that's fair it's been one that people have been really interested in because it is a pretty powerful effect um and there's a lot of mana reduction for those spells uh They've yes. even added it to priest to this set. And how. <laughs> and Druid can get up to play those uh, five mana spells pretty easily. Rogue, like you had mentioned before, has uh, prep uh, that can reduce it as well as the Galacrown package. So you can even get this for free. Uh, so there's there's still a lot of ways I think you can make it work. Uh, maybe not as consistently as as. Uh, old Cthune, uh, but I'm excited to see this one. And there are achievements around it. So killing your your enemy from full health uh, with the Cthune the Shattered is uh, an achievement that us achievement hunters will be searching for and playing this on ladder just for that purpose. Absolutely. I can't wait to be one of the first 586 to do so. Next up, Ysarge, the Defiler, legendary 10-mana 10-10 old god. With a battle cry, add a copy of each corrupted card you've played to your, uh, played this game to your hand. They cost zero this turn. So the flavor text for Ysarge, the Defiler, is also hilarious, not going to lie. Uh, you know, he's, he's an office intern, and he's uh, gotten really good at copying and defiling. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so um you charge is very slow but the effect is crazy powerful um so unlike you know the the big decks of the past you definitely want to be able to play your charge obviously because it's a battle cry um but then it's kind of a little bit more like nizoth of old but you get to time it better because you you can either choose to play the corrupted cards onto the the board immediately or hold them you know you don't get to play them for free but you still have the corrupted version already and you can play it whenever you actually like need to do so. Um, so I think your charge is crazy powerful if a little bit slow. Um, so I think we'll definitely see your charge and I um, can't wait to curse whenever uh, he gets dropped on the board <laughs> against me. So what, what decks do you think will run your charge or you think it'll spawn its own uh, archetype? That's honestly a good question. And I think it might be included in um, some kind of like slower, uh, like a control priest, perhaps, um, uh, you know, something uh, control, control warrior, some things with some some very powerful corrupt cards. But it also might be strong enough to just create an archetype of its own. You know, it is slow, but, you know, you can turn a, a control warrior into a Yasharge warrior. By, um, you know, mm -hmm. removing some of the, the other, you know, different threats and playing corrupted cards instead. And then you have this as your, your big kind of like uh, big threat to, to push for lethal at the end. So I think 
probably a, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Fair enough. Silas Darkmoon, the one that we all got for free. Le- legendary seven mana four four with a battle cry. Choose a direction to rotate all minions. Yeah, so I love the flavor of Silas. You know, he's got he's got the yes. whip. He's you know calling everyone into the fair, and we're all. Oh, I thought that was a staff. Oh, is that a staff? I thought it was the the whip off to the side like a dragon tamer. Yeah. Could be, could be. Yeah, I'll need to, you know, I've got the gold one now, but I haven't, I haven't yet uh, taken it out of my collection and, and taken a look at it yet. So um, I'll have to do so. Um, Silas obviously enables um, a, a ton of different combo potentials with um, that uh, Ashtong um, card that, you know, people were using to then shield slam yep. or uh, play multiple um Spell damage minions and nether bread. Moorg Enforcer. Yeah, Moorg Enforcer. Yeah, there we go. Um, and so there are a whole bunch of possibilities that Silas opens. And I can see if the meta slows down that he might be relatively competitive even. Um, because it is, you know, that kind of um, combo activator. It, it enables things to actually um, be that finisher. And things that wouldn't <laughs> otherwise be like Shield Slam. Um so it's kind of meta dependent on whether we'll see a whole lot of Silas, but I absolutely love the flavor and I absolutely love, you know, if, if you're not playing a combo deck, you can just steal your opponent's uh, Malganus or um, you can tell I've been playing a lot of wild <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malganus or, you know, another big minion and give them either your Silas or, you know, a, a cheap one three instead. So um, th- that opportunity is always there as well. Yeah, I see it as kind of busting through the, like, I, I really see a lot more uh, use in Wild where you can maybe steal a Void Lord or something to to push through that final bit of damage or give you a l- little bit of protection or, um, or yeah, there's there's so much utility here. It's stealing the combo from somebody where they can't, af- can't do it anymore because they can't target a minion or, um, you know, it's a lot of disruption. I just wish he was a little bit cheaper so that you could couple him with something else a little bit easier. Um, and, you know, there are ways to make him less expensive. So sure. I'm sure that we'll find more ways to, uh, to activate him and take advantage of his unique flavor. Very much so, especially with the... Uh resurrect priests that'll probably be coming back with a a lot of those that i'm sure you've already discussed um (laughs) silas may very well take a very high priority minion off the board um and give it to you which is awesome right except that it'll be the priest that plays it and so it's just another one that they steal from you for their little (laughs) one one or one two (laughs) and minion that discovers the card (laughs) exactly there you go (laughs) Uh, next up, Yog Saran, Master of Fate, legendary 10 mana 7 5 with a battle cry. If you've cast 10 spells this game, spin the wheel of Yog Saran. The wheel has six different options. The Curse of Flesh fills the board with random minions, then gives yours rush. Uh, the Devouring Hunger destroys all other minions and gains their attack and health. The Hand of Fate fills your hand with random spells that cost zero this turn. The Rod of Roasting cast Pyroblast randomly until a player dies. The Mind Flayer Goggles take control of three random enemy minions. And the Mystery Box cast a random spell for every spell you've cast this game with the targets chosen randomly. 
So all of these are good, right? Almost. (laughs) (laughs) With the possible exception of Rod of Roasting, and that's definitely one of those esports moments. (laughs) Right. So I I see no reason not to throw Yogg into a deck that is running 10 or more... um, uh, spells uh, granted not not you know an aggro deck so definitely a slower deck but mm-hmm. you know if you can meet the the barrier to entry you know if you can be this tall to ride the, the yog ride but what are you doing filling your board with random minions and then giving yours rush you can either take out all of your opponents or oh hey your opponent already had a full board boom now that one's gone and you have actually left a board awesome Destroy all other minions and make Yogg huge. Also awesome. Fill your hand with random spells and you can cast them all this turn. You can decide where they, they go and even if you play them or not. That's just like buffed Yogg from before. Amazing. Right. That's pretty much better. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the best one. That's the one I would want, I'm sure. <laughs> Incredible. Although I have seen I have seen the goggles uh, that take control of three random enemy minions come in super clutch. Uh, that'll be another... Uh, highlight real one that steals all the right minions exactly both that um uh devouring hunger where you're you know just making yog huge and curse of flesh where you're filling the board with random minions and giving yours rush you want to play this when your opponent has a full board or as full as it can be right mm-hmm. because then you get so much utility and deny them so much which is incredible and then of course finally mystery box is um old school yog um, I said yep. finally, because we kind of glossed over Rod of Roasting, which just fires fi- Pyroblast randomly until somebody dies. Someone's going to make a, a blur Demon Hunter work. I've seen a lot of theory crafts about it. I'm excited to watch it. It's not going to be competitive, but it's going to be a lot of fun because the, the <laughs> times that you play it and then it doesn't get Rod of Roasting and you're sad are going to way outweigh all of the other opportunities. Uh, the, the 95% of the <laughs> the, uh, the time that it doesn't come up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just once you've <laughs> actually gotten to play Blur and Yogg. <laughs> right. And until they release a Demon Hunter card in this 35-pack uh, expansion uh, that's coming out that's... Uh, uh, choose or discover uh, uh, ability from the old gods or something like that. And then you get to choose it from a discover pool. Then it's a little bit different. Oh, and it, you only have four options. So you're only picking three of the four. Yogg's going to be really consistent. Uh, uh. <laughs> There's six options, right? Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you were saying choose yeah, yeah. A, an old God. Um, oh, no, I no. I was saying now. choose like discover one of these uh, yeah. uh, options but yeah discover an old god would be pretty good too much much more consistent in and of itself <laughs> as well <laughs> uh, next up is Nazoth god of the deep 10 mana 5-7 legendary with a battle cry resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type there are so many good opportunities for Nazoth god of the deep like in, in Druid, I want to be playing this with Winged Guardian and the new Fizzy Elemental. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. And That's hun- in the, uh, huh? in the uh, recipe, new recipe, I think. Oh, I haven't even checked out that recipe. That is ridiculous. Makes complete I got I got killed on it in my in stream earlier. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, and then, of course, Hunter, King Crush, Varanus, Dragonbane. How how is this not broken in Hunter, 
right? <laughs> right. I'm thinking Paladin, Murger, McGurgle. Um, I really pick a dragon. <laughs> yeah, um, so many good ones. They even got a demon that's specific a demon, to right? Paladin this expansion even. Right. So, uh, and there's an achievement to summon or to resurrect six different minions so with him so people will be trying that just for the achievement hunting um aspect and you'll you'll see him often if you're trying to do that be sure not to include circus amalgam in your nazoth god of the deep deck because it may bring all of them back (laughs) since it is all minion types it can bring back a ton of four fives when that is not your intent good point so there are a ton of possibilities with nizoth god of the deep i i you know we listed two of them i have a a spreadsheet with all of the standard um machinations for all of these there is a competitive possibility for every single deck for this or every single class every single class precisely oh nice um obviously demon hunter is a little bit more um hamstrung because they mostly have demons they do have a nethrin domus which you probably wouldn't run and um, <laughs> fell right. executioner and furious felfin demon hunter may be the one exception but everything else has really really powerful opportunities and that's without even looking at the neutral cards so you'll be able to find a nizoth god of the deep deck for any class that you want to play how competitive they'll they'll be who knows um nazoth itself was crazy powerful whenever it was in standard and continues to be in wild and i can't see that changing with nazoth god of the deep i i agree i'm excited to see all the and and i don't even think you need to fill your board with him so Mm -hmm. uh you know just a couple things where you're splashing I keep thinking of Paladin because I've wanted the Dragon Paladin uh, to work so bad, especially since they started adding support for Murlocs and Dragons together, that even even that combination, just getting a couple of those uh, re- refunded, returned to you could be, could be a big difference maker um, late in the game. Very much so. And of course, the class that they're pushing the most with this is probably uh, Warrior. Warrior. Right? With the... Um, uh, menagerie uh different aspects and i think that that in particular will be really powerful but i think all of the the classes have significant possibilities with nizoth great fleet hoof pearl tusk is a common five mana four four beast minion with rush and a corrupt effect of gain plus four plus four so if you're wanting to run either a nizoth or a yasharge deck and you don't have a beast or, you know, are looking for more corrupted cards, Fleet Hoof Pearl Tusk is definitely worth considering putting in that deck. Uh, you'll want to play it a little bit off curve because a five mana four, four with rush is, you know, kind of a tempo loss, um, especially of course, if you're wanting to bring it back. Um, but in that, that kind of a deck, you're probably going to want to be playing um, a little bit more mid range. And so you should probably have some things that you can play on curve anyway. Um, It's not crazy powerful, but as one piece in either of those two, I think that it has a lot of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about a little bit in the uh, Hunter package as uh, beasts with uh, synergy with a bunch of different things and pretty easy to uh, get corrupted. And yeah, you can 
it has a lot of utility because it has that rush. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. If it's something that people tinker with and it doesn't really work and uh, they put it up on a shelf or if it's actually one of those sleepers that uh, hits the board and keeps running. Uh, either way, I think we'll see it a, a quite a bit early on. And uh, I mean, it's just a cool card. Yeah, it's kind of like a Swiss Army knife because you can either play it early for early removal or actually get full value and corrupt it and have a really powerful uh, turn in the future. It's got a lot of possibility, but if you're looking to cut stuff, that probably is one of the first ones to get cut, truthfully. Yeah. Horrendous Growth, a 2-mana 2-2 epic with a corrupt effect gain plus 1 plus 1, and it can be corrupted endlessly. This is another one that I love the flavor text for. (laughs) It says, uh, I told you to stop picking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It looks like it gets picked, that's for sure. (laughs) It definitely does. And whenever it gets corrupted, the corrupted art also (laughs) is hilarious. Um, I'm super mixed about corrupted or horrendous growth. Um, I think that if you're playing like a, a Yasharge deck that you may end up throwing corrupt or horrendous growth in there as well because you know you can bring something back into your hand that could be a big old pile of stats and even if you don't play it um whenever it costs zero it's only going to cost two left so you have more refill that's the only kind of like edge case scenario that i can see you like actively picking horrendous growth to to put in your deck because it doesn't really have any tribe synergies you know and, and anything like that but it can be a big old pile of stats if it gets in your hand early enough. So it has possibility, but it's, you know, probably kind of an edge case scenario, truthfully. Yeah, I don't think it ever really gets those big stats because once it gets to okay stats, then you play it. So <laughs> Right. Uh, and there's there's not there's not really all that much corrupted support to to make it super huge unless you really build a deck around it like a Isarge, but then you're just kind of fighting with anti-synergies of hey which one do i wait until turn nine to get my whole hand corrupted or uh you know at what point do i actually trigger um because Isarge needs them to have been corrupted in order to get them back so right um so this one's a really tough one to play it sounds good in theory but in practice i think it's going to be it's going to be difficult uh, unless they give something uh, that has an echo like effect in the 35 card uh, pack that, you know, continuously corrupts at three or something like that. Oh, that and, would be uh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, your charge deck is the only place I can see you truthfully playing this. And even that is a little bit of well, a stretch. <laughs> and the, the other one might be a rogue deck that you know finds ways to reduce its cost uh so if it's zero uh cost uh on it and you play a bunch of combo cards then that uh, can continuously corrupt it uh then it could be big early and free um kind of like the edwin play True. uh but yeah theory crafting still has to be done on that <laughs> on that front very much so the Claw Machine, one of my favorite cards of the set, uh, just because of the art. It reminds me of my Murloc shelf. Six mana, six three mech uh, common with Rush and Death Rattle. Draw a minion and give it plus three, plus three. This is another one where the flavor is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, I'm not sure where you want to play this <laughs> this card. <laughs> I I think that this one will will sit in your your dust pile. Unfortunately, it the, the flavor is amazing. You know, I love that it's a mech. It goes into your deck and picks something up. Like everything about that right. makes me really happy. <laughs> right. But the card itself is is kind of mad. If it had like either more health or you know magnetic, I know that we've kind of. Did, discarded that that mechanic um but you know some something to make it more than just a six mana six three that draws th a th you know adds three three stats then maybe but yeah it's unfortunately just not there interesting so i actually think this is going to be pretty good in both wild and standard uh just because of that effect of giving it plus three plus three uh when you draw and you're drawing a minion so it's more of a tutor than just a draw sure. uh so you're going to get value out of it and you you kind of want it to die before it could be silenced or or something so the death so because it's a death rattle so the three health doesn't bother me as much as it, it normally might for six mana uh comparing it more to the dragon that's a you know a five three with rush and divine shield it doesn't last that extra turn but you get a card to replace it so i'm not sure that that really matters i think there's going to be there's going to be places that you play it and especially in wild where you can mix it in uh mech package and uh warrior or um paladin uh, i think i think we will see it more often than than some people are giving it credit for uh, at the at the current time yeah i i hope you're right i have a, a really spicy mech paladin list that um mike lowe uh used to hit pretty high legend with and all that i love mm -hmm. mech paladin mm -hmm. it's just so expensive is the only downside yeah um you know if it was a you know three mana two one with with even two two stats i would i would be all about it but six mana is just so clunky for not leaving something behind on the board that's fair uh, the strong man, a seven mana six six common with taunt and corrupt. This costs zero. This is a big old pile of stats, but you do have to play something eight or more while strong man is in your hand to get the effect. Right. If you're trying to make a charge deck work and you don't have a whole lot of corrupt cards, maybe you like strong arm him in there. But I can't see it. Yeah, usually mana co reduction costs are, or mana reduction is a really strong yeah. effect, but it's just so hard to get this one to work. Um, and yeah, you don't want them in your hand uh, until you can play them. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that there's a place for him. We'll probably be proven wrong, and there will be some control deck that uh you know always has something to play on eight or nine uh and then this is just you know an extra pile of stats right after a board clear um like maybe you see it in in uh what's the warlock spell that just clears clears the whole board um mm -hmm. twisting nether uh, twisting nether yes thanks uh you know twisting nether six six for free all on the same turn and you're ready to go uh, on the next turn but yeah it's very very difficult very situational, I think, hard to use. I agree on all counts, and I hope we are proven wrong. <laughs> the Optimistic Ogre is a five-mana common 6-7 with 50% chance to attack the correct enemy. <laughs> this is another one that I love the flavor on. You know, <laughs> the, the Ogres typically have a chance to correct to attack the incorrect enemy, 
This one's optimistic. 50% chance to attack the correct enemy. It's, it's so cute, and the flavor's amazing. It's five mana, six, seven. But just like the other ogres, we we unfortunately won't see a whole lot of play. But it's an amazing flavor for, for this uh, set. Right. I, I was when I first read it, I was kind of excited. I'm like, wait, the correct enemy, like the perfect card from Zephyrus, so it's gonna go face uh, oh, <laughs> every I, time, I like even that. if you're attacking taunt. But uh apparently that's not the way that it works. So I, I agree. We're not gonna see this very often, other than scrolling through your collection uh and get a chuckle at the at the text. <laughs> and I will chuckle every time. <laughs> The Safety Inspector is a rare one mana one three with a battle cry. Shuffle the lowest cost card from your hand into your deck and draw a card. So I have a lot of mixed feelings about Safety Inspector because in in a vacuum, shuffling you know the the lowest cost card into your deck shouldn't be terrible. You know if you drew patches and in wild. Hey, look, you can put them back into your deck. Of course, where uh, Safety Inspector really shines is when your hand is empty otherwise. And then you're, it's just a one mana, one three, where you're drawing a card. Like when you're in top deck mm -hmm. mode, Safety Inspector is choice. But do I really want to be shuffling cards that I drew to get a random one, especially if it's the lowest cost one? Because that means that I can play it otherwise that's kind of where it has me kind of scratching my head about what and when and where i'm going to play safety inspector i really like the flavor of it and i think it's really really clever and i think that the mechanic could be abused in a way that i'm not yet seeing but i'm not yet seeing it so I feel like this one was more uh, made for those times where you're playing a combo deck and uh, you're you're making your way towards the combo um, and you draw the piece that you don't want to draw, the piece that you're going to pull out from the deck. Uh, unfortunately, because it's the lowest cost card, I don't think it works necessarily the way that you would hope uh, that if you could pick what deck it, or what card it shuffled back in, it would be like... OP for combo decks, uh, but I, I kind of feel like they're trying to bring some way of getting those combo decks back, and um, so I'm I'm curious to see how we how we get it to work and what those pieces are. Maybe we get a uh, uh, the combo pieces, the cheap part, uh, and this is incredible value. But uh, it takes a specific deck around it, um, and. And so it's almost disappointing to see something like this and be like, that is like the perfect, oh wait, lowest cost. Uh, never mind. Yeah. If it, we'll have to pass. If it was highest cars, cost, then oh hey, I, I have my deck of chaos in my hand. I have my Malagos yeah. in my hand. No longer have Malagos in my hand. Boom, deck of chaos, four mana Malagos in my deck. Let's go. Right. <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah, it, it's it's gonna have some some way that it's potentially broken. But I don't see it quite yet. And I think you're right that it will be some sort of combo aspect whenever we get there. The costumed entertainer. Great costume, uh, by the way. I have one that's kind of similar. I'm going to cosplay as this at some point for sure. Oh, that's going to uh, be glorious. <laughs> he's a two mana one two with a battle cry give a random minion in your hand plus two plus two and the the art is a person in a murloc costume it's a night elf i guess in a murloc costume uh kind of like a jester murloc so um i have something close 
but now I want I want a new refreshed one. <laughs> yeah, so back in the day, there was a five mana two two with the same effect. And it was played in, in meta decks. I, I, I can't recall mm -hmm. what, what it's called because it's since been cut from Odd Rogue and Wild. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not sure if we're going to really see the same um, success with Costumed Entertainer. And I it really makes me sad because, you know, the being able to give 4-4 four, four stats to either side, incredible. It's a really cheap to do so. But I think we've kind of moved to the point where, you know, we're not really fighting for board. Um, we might see this in some sort of a Zulok type deck if it's not um, tethered to the Demon Tribe, um, which it probably will be. Um, and, and that's kind of where I struggle, because if this had any tribe to it, I think this would be an auto-include in Demon, in Murloc, in Pirate. With no yeah. tribe, I'm not sure exactly where this sees a home, but I think we will probably see it jammed in somewhere that that is actively trying to fight for board. I agree. I, I think that they're really trying to give more hand um, hand buff uh, a chance. Like uh, Warrior really got a lot of it this time around too. So it might just be supplemental to that. I can see it more in Wild. Like just it's not a mech, but you can put it in the, um, the hand buff paladin uh, package and give yourself a couple more stats on, on them. Um, and it wouldn't be too terrible, uh, oh. but since it's just one, one minion, then or it's, it's a little weaker that way. Not going to lie in my review for my notes and everything. I read this as you give minions on either side of it. Plus two, plus two. Hence why I was talking about how this card could be so good. Unfortunately, I, I, do not see this one finding a home punch of anywhere with uh, right. reading it correctly. <laughs> yeah, one minion in your hand plus two plus two for two. Yeah, um, much worse. <laughs> it, it still has some applications, and uh, I I'm curious to see where hand buff goes from here. So, uh, and I love the art so much that I'm going to have to try it. Um, but yeah, probably not going to see it a, a ton. Unfortunately. And Fungalmancer was the uh, one that I was thinking of. Fungalmancer, yes. Uh, the Parade Leader is a common 2-mana two 2-3. Two, After you summon a Rush minion, give it plus 2 attack. So Rush Warrior has seen a lot of support in general. But I don't think that Parade Leader really kind of puts it into a, a viable archetype. Not only a viable archetype, but if there is a viable archetype of Rush Warrior, I don't think that you're playing Parade Leader in it. Um, because there are other effects that work with Rush that are better, like summoning an extra one with one health, um, like doing damage to the uh, opposing hero, you know, stuff like that, that I think we'll see well before we see Parade Leader. And the, the rest of the shell of that warrior deck probably doesn't leave as many um, uh, kind of like slots in order to slot Parade Leader in there. That said, if you um, are on a little bit more of a budget and don't have some of those other cards, I think Parade Leader is a great one to throw into one of those decks and kind of like uh, put bridge the gap from when you don't have the card to when you do. And, you know, it has synergy, you know, so I, I think it's an all around solid card, but I don't think it'll be played in like the, the, the tier one meta decks. I agree. I, I almost feel like this one would be better served as either a battle cry uh, or even a, a death rattle um, where you can 
where you can get the use and it's a it's a you know on the same turn that you play it uh, as it is you know you probably want to play it early so that your rush minions get that that bonus there's not a lot of low cost uh rush minions outside of warrior so uh, in hunter i guess um yeah. so i i find it hard to to know what you'd take out to put this in to really get the value out of it um but I'm sure there will be people that find ways to abuse it. It's it's cheap. It's a decent body early. Um, maybe even in arena, it'll be a strong card. Uh, you just draft it early, and then you can you know add more rush minions to your deck. Uh, so I don't think that we won't see it. And like you said, it's a great filler card for those times that you don't have uh, everything that you need to fill it. So maybe the the B team uh, for Rush Warrior. Uh, we'll see this uh, leader. Then he's uh, he's misnamed. He should be the parade follower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prize vendor, a two mana, two three Murloc common with a battle cry. Both players draw a card. Yeah, so the prize vendor is budget cold light oracle. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, all of the kind of mill strategies have rotated to wild. Naturalize is gone. Cold Light Oracle is gone. You know, uh, Gang Up is gone. Um, so unless you're playing a Murloc deck, I'm not sure when you would play this. But if you're playing a Murloc deck, I think that Prize Vendor is almost an auto include. You know, decent, decent body for the the stats. You're trying to refill your hand so that you can continue to put Murlocs on the board. Um, you know, yeah, your opponent gets to draw something too, but you're really more worried about advancing your game plan than interfering with theirs. That's kind of their onus, right? So I can mm -hmm. see prize, prize vendor finding a, a slot, particularly in like a, a Murloc Paladin, um, but I'm not sure how core prize vendor will be to that archetype. Um, but I can definitely see it being run. Yeah, I I was thinking uh, the Murloc Shaman. Um, now they have the the uh, the new one that discovers legendaries when Murlocs die, so you have a little bit more protection, I guess, for for late game. Yeah. Uh, and and this fun. can refill. Um, like oftentimes, I find uh, not having enough cards in in hand with the Murlocs is a big problem. If you have the the uh, uh, gosh, Jana, the the two three um, that draws a or that gets a random uh, Murloc when you play a Murloc. Oh, uh, uh, fish flinger refills fish. Uh, no, no. Um, oh, what what is he called? I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> The underbelly angler. Um, so if you get oh. if you get him out and then play the prize vendor, then you get another card. You have more options to choose from for following that up. And uh, oftentimes, I find I have the un underbelly angler in hand with by itself uh, and nothing to activate it on, or maybe a couple other spells. Uh, and so you're kind of saving up for that one. If you have this one, then you have more choices. So if you end up with something that you can't play or isn't great uh for your board state you can you have better options uh to play it and i think it'll it'll see a lot of play there yeah Murloc if decks getting reloaded Murloc shaman is a scene yeah yeah 
if Murloc Sham is a thing. Rock Rager, uh, two mana common, five one elemental. All these ragers see so much play, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to play this in my rager deck. Um, yeah, of note, it does have taunt. It's and he's got the horns. Yeah, he's got got the horns. You know, he's got got the the rock rock hands going on. Um, it, it's the requisite rager of the set. And honestly, I can see people actually trying it out now with the with the. Um, the paladin uh legendary that gives uh mana uh gives things with one health plus one plus two you know now these become a little bit more playable um but still it's only three health then so it's um <laughs> it's questionable but you might be able to make something work if it can stick for one or two turns at just turn three um then you've done a lot of damage that you otherwise couldn't but I really don't see the Ragers uh, making it. I'm just trying to be hopeful and optimistic for him. Right. He'll see just as much play as all the other Ragers, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't there like a faceless Rager that actually saw play? Oh, was there too? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm making something up. Uh, Showstopper is a two-mana common, three-two, with a death rattle, silence all minions. So this effect is crazy powerful. If it was a battle cry, I think that you would run this in pretty much any control deck. I agree. But as a death rattle, I don't know that it sees a play. Um, you know, it, it gets on board. The things that you want to, you know, silence are already on board. And then your opponent can just hit you in the face and kill you before you're able to actually proc the silence. Maybe play Showstopper with uh, Broom. Mm-hmm. But then you're playing two cards to just silence things when you could be playing like Master Spell or Zephyrus otherwise, right? So I, I think that if this was a, a um, Rush Death Rattle or if this was a um, Battle Cry, that you would see Showstopper everywhere. Or, you know, even Death Rattle with Taunt, right? But as just Death Rattle, yes, it's cheap. You can kind of weave it in. But I'm not really seeing a whole lot of play with it because you need another card in order to make it, you know, to either like a Defender of Argus to give it Taunt or, um, you, you know, the the Broom. Like it needs to be played in conjunction with another card. So you're playing two cards just to silence things and not destroy them. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of play for Showstopper, but it is so close to being a crazy powerful card. <laughs> Right. I, I think it'll still be used for if, uh, well, depending on the meta, <laughs> if the meta ends up being very strong with corrupt, uh, well, actually the corrupted minions, it wouldn't have an effect on them, right? Because they're being played as the corrupt. So Correct. never mind. That's, that's not even all that great in, in those situations, but maybe a hand buff gets popular, then you might need something like this. Um, Again, kind of hard to use. You can use it with the broom. Uh, you can use it with uh, mass removal or uh, the the Cthulhu um, piece mm -hmm. that deals damage to all minions. So there's there's other ways that you can use it and a silence in addition to uh, extra damage or destruction. I guess the destruction doesn't really matter. Um, I, I think there will still be that people will still find a way to use it just because silence is 
something that we all need these days and there's not many ways to get it yeah and neutral silence is very hard to come by yeah if this if this was a battle cry even if it was just silence a minion you, you would see it everywhere the death rattle is the only thing that has me scratching my head but I, I think you're right the effect is so powerful we'll see it jammed in somewhere probably to great effect Wriggling Horror, two mana, two one common. Battle cry, give adjacent minions plus one plus one. This is the one I think you were thinking like Fungal Mancer. This is exactly the one that I was thinking of. <laughs> um, and everything I said whenever I thought it was like Fungal Mancer kind of applies here, right? Like it's a, a very powerful effect. If there's any sort of a zoo that's not highly reliant on everything being a demon, we may run it into that. Do I run this in even Shaman and Wild? Maybe not, but the effect is so powerful that also maybe right um right but the the big old bundle of stats i think kind of like i was saying before i think that that's kind of worth a little bit less now than it than it used to be back in the day that the power level and the power creep of of hearthstone has gone way up and you know a two mana two one that gives adjacent minions plus one plus one is powerful you know helps fight on board but it might just not be enough to kind of get us there anymore but anytime you have a board-centric deck, you might consider throwing uh, Wriggling Horror in there because, you know, as either a budget option or as just a, a, a tier one option, um, if that deck ends up being swarmy enough, um, it might it yeah. be able to work. There's there's so many swarm decks right now, though, with the uh, Druid now, you know, going wide and Paladin going wide and... Uh, warlock going wide i i still see this one i mean it's two mana gives uh gives plus two plus two uh mm -hmm. stats um right away that you can attack with uh, that turn um so I, I definitely see it having a place in some of those wide board decks but like you said it's maybe not as valuable now as it once was because there's such efficient removal um that the big boards, although we are seeing them right now, uh, I don't know that they they survive the uh, the expansion. It just adds more removal, and um, we'll see. I bet the that the gold art on this is beautiful, though. Not gonna lie, like oh. all spoopy. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Banana vendor, a three mana two four common battle cry. Add two bananas to each player's hand. So the flavor text for this one also makes me chuckle because it's an Arrested Development reference. There's always money nice. in the banana stand. <laughs> um, I mean, we basically saw saw this with a Banana Buffoon. He, he, you know, just grew up, got a job. You know, he's now a banana vendor. Um, judging by the artwork, I can't tell how successful he is at his job. But, you know, he's, he's out there yeah. giving it the hustle. Um, he's selling bananas on a stick so <laughs> right. uh, at a fair he's he's doing well <laughs> he's doing very well oh and those even look like they're dipped in chocolate oh perfect or deep fried yeah one oh, or the other maybe both <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> um you know bananas are strong um they you know give plus one plus one to your your minion this one gives them both to you and your opponent are you trying to mill your opponent you might be able to do so with banana vendor are you trying to buff your own board and aren't as worried about your opponent's board? Maybe you play Banana Vendor. I kind of doubt any of those things are going to be things that you're actively trying to do since it does have the the detriment of adding two bananas to your opponent's hand as well. 
but I can see it happen, especially if you're trying to mill them. So, you know, I think that this kind of falls in the lower side of potential, but you know, he's still got potential. He, he's got his job. He's getting, get, getting, it's moving up in the world. So, well, I need his hat. That's a, I guess another thing <laughs> I need to, to point out. It's just a big banana uh, hat. But do. Where, when I see this, uh, so I play against viewers a lot in my in my stream, and actually the pa- person I brought in as my paladin expert, Noodle Swoop, had developed this really crazy Silas deck where you uh, play an Elec and then use all of your um, all of your Librams that return to your hand uh-huh. uh, that have been reduced to zero uh, on a minion, so that the Elec gets built up. Then you. Uh, switch the switch the elec around kill it and it fills their deck with all these crazy um uh spells and fills their hand with those spells too because they're the the librum that goes back so they end up with a complete handful <laughs> of these these buffing spells that you you can't play on your minions because they've all been killed so you have to play them on your opponent's minions just to make room in your hand and then you're likely to just draw more of them so that meme is is a dream that this banana vendor you know helps with because you can start to prep that uh prep the full hand from that so i'm kind of excited to see how that goes uh, so Noodle might in fact be the one who is employing banana vendor. I see how yes. it is. <laughs> we have Noodle to think. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now he didn't he didn't call it out in his uh, segment, so uh, I don't know if he's seen the potential there yet. But that's what I thought of when I saw it. Uh, just a crazy Alec Silas meme deck through and through um that when you get it to work it'll be on the highlight reels for sure you may have just spoken it into existence here when noodle listens (laughs) to this they'll know (laughs) yeah the dark moon dirigibles uh three mana three two mech with divine shield and a corrupt gain rush common yeah so this one reminds me of um paladin two mana two two with uh divine shield um, that we saw everywhere, you know, until pretty recently, even in wild, you know, two mana, two, two with, with divine shield was super strong back in the day. This one's three mana, three, two. And if you corrupt it, then it also has rush. I'm not sure exactly how much we're going to see of mechs, um, you know, since boomstay is rotated and all that good stuff. But, you know, if you're looking for a mech for, or Nazoth, you know, this may be a little bit of a, a lower impact one, but if it has rush, you know, maybe that's impactful enough. Um, this kind of seems like, uh, uh, again, <clears throat> one of those that has potential, but not really one that I can see like a specific home for. That said, mm-hmm. a, a rushing mech, like I can see it working somewhere. I'm just not sure exactly where. It's kind of one of those pile of stats. Um, and you know a decent decent uh effect but you know doesn't really fit the the theme of what we're going for now if mechs come back um into standard you know a, a, an expansion or two down the, the line we get magnetic again um then dark moon dirigible is going to be um everywhere <laughs> but I, I don't think that we're kind quite at that point yet 
Yeah, I'm not a real big fan of this one. Even though it's got Divine Shield and potentially has Rush, it's just it just feels a little too slow. Like 3-2 is what you would consider good stats for a 2-mana card. Uh, so out of 3-mana, it's, it's not all that great. I mean, it's better than the 3-1 Divine Shield uh, <laughs> from classic right uh plus it has uh tribe synergies but uh <laughs> nobody really plays that anymore either so um so i don't i don't really see this one getting a lot of play there's just better three mana minions even in mech uh that you'd prefer to have uh so it's more a matter of it's a good card but there's just so much better um that i don't think it makes the cut yeah if we had magnetic this would be incredible um Mech Paladin in, uh, in Wild, it's definitely too tight to jam this into it. Right. But, you know, if we had a, a more limited card pool, like in Standard, but still had Magnetic as an element, um, then I can see us running this. But in, uh, in, um, since we don't, not so much. <laughs> Very true. The Dark Moon Statue. A common three mana zero five with your other minions have plus one attack and a corrupt. This gains plus four attack. Okay, so hear me out. Deck of Chaos turns this into a zero mana three five with corrupt. This gains four attack. It doesn't say has four attack, but gains four attack. So, you know, you, you've Deck of Chaos. This is in your deck. Now, all you have to do, you know, once you draw it, all you have to do is play a one mana card or above, and all of a sudden it's a seven five that has the the effect of your other minions have plus one attack. This isn't a great card, but you know, that that's just a fun interaction that I'm going to have fun with whenever I'm like completing quests in in casual or something. So it's going to be fun, but I, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of it. That said, your other minions have plus one attack. It's a decent um, effect for uh, board swarmy um, decks. Is it strong enough? Probably not. I see a lot of utility for this one again in decks that are built with its uh, with it in mind. Like mm -hmm. tokens again um, are this are really is really strong. Five health on the minion is really good. Um, even if you don't corrupt it for the plus four attack, I see it having some use in maybe a somebody trying a token demon hunter again. I keep saying that it's going to work. <laughs> I, I know it. I know it doesn't. Uh, Draco Cat uh, set me straight on that, but yeah, he's um, unfortunately right at at current time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's all other minions too. So yep. you know, there's there's potentially reasons that you would you would run it. Maybe even in a aggro priest where you can give it some additional health and some additional attack. Uh, <laughs> you know inner fire it and it's a four mana five five uh even without being corrupted mm -hmm. um and that gives your other uh your freshman uh plus one attack so it's a two four i don't know i i think <laughs> that there's a lot of potential here uh but i don't think it's going to be experimented with all that much because it it's just awkward to corrupt it at three mana um so yeah, especially for the kind of, of deck that would really benefit from the effect. Um, you know, like you said, a three mana zero five with this effect, decently strong. Like that, that is a really decent effect. Um, you know, you probably even want it in arena, right? It's a, it's oh, not yeah. a bad choice in, in arena. 
there's a, a three mana card that's played in um, Odd Paladin. That's three mana. I already said that. Um, that gives your Silverhand recruits plus one attack. Do I take that that card out and put Dark Moon Statue in? Honestly, maybe because even my cards yeah. that aren't Silverhand recruits would get that same effect. I don't see yeah. why not. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I agree. I agree. I hadn't thought of that before. Um, you're probably not going to ever corrupt it. No, um, <laughs> in, in Odd Paladin, but yeah, I, I mean, he he sticks around and gives your um, your ticket seller. Um, that's not the right card. Uh, the the uh, tour guide, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the bonus. So you know, turn three, then you've got five uh, one ones that you boost already. It's going to be hard to keep up with. Very much so. Yeah, the the one in wild is a two four. So you know, two minions in order to to counteract that um that loss. I, I still think it's worth decent consideration. I hadn't thought yeah, about that gives, before this one. <laughs> gives your uh, your taunt uh, divine shield guy also an, an extra attack, which can be huge. Very much so, uh, since that's often used for removal. Oddly, <laughs> I like it. I like it, and he's got great art. I mean, he looks like a giant uh, Silas. <laughs> oh, and the corrupted one too. He's got the tentacles, and oh, it's cute. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Gyre Worms, a common three mana, three two elemental with a battle cry. If you played an elemental last turn, deal three damage. I like the possibility of elemental mage. I'm not sure if you're playing Gyre Worm in that or not. Um, the most of the kind of like elemental mage stuff that I've looked at is for uh, Wild, where there's a much deeper elemental pool. Um, mm-hmm. so that one uh, in wild, I don't think that you run gyre worm because there are more impactful things that are less conditional. That said, you might in standard is, um, elemental mage going to be competitive in standard. Maybe, maybe not. This could be one piece in that. Um, you know, the, the stats that it has, you know, three mana, three, two are not great, but that three damage can go face and it does continue to activate further elementals down the line. Um, so it has possibilities, but it may be one of the ones that that gets cut uh, first whenever you're looking at stuff. But it, but it both activates future elementals and is one of the the rewards for having played an elemental in the previous turn as well. So I think that it has enough going for it to say has possibility, but whether or not it ends up being played in that kind of a deck, maybe not. I agree. Uh, and it goes back again to just the stats. It's exactly. a little bit slow. Uh, you, you have to have specific cards to activate it. So it's it's really tough, I think, to use well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's going to be better options, even in an elemental uh, mage deck. So I don't think we're going to see this really at all. Um, maybe a couple people experimenting early, but I think it's one of the first things that gets pulled. Yeah, I love the art, though. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, looks like a bunch of flying saucers with a claw on the end, right? Yeah, and it, it looks like it's terrorizing the fair. <laughs> <laughs> the Inconspicuous Rider is a common three mana 2-2 two, two with a battle cry, cast a secret from your deck. So in Wild, you're not cutting anything in Secret Mage to play this. But that's Wild. The Secret Mage in Wild is really, really, really tight. In standard, you might end up running this because, you know, three mana is how much a secret costs to play. 
you're already running these secrets in your deck, so you know that you want to be playing them. This is just a, a not just tutored, but tutor and play, and gives you a 2-2 two -two for um, tempo as well. I'm not sure exactly how a competitive Secret Mage is going to be, but it got a lot of support. And the fact that, that things like the um, Sage, the, the new um, Mage uh, Legendary, work whenever things um whenever secrets are triggered is actively impactful for things like inconspicuous rider because it doesn't matter whether you played it or not it's whether it triggered and this already casts a secret from your deck so then all it has to do is actually get triggered you're already playing the secrets so you know that you want to be playing them in general like i think inconspicuous rider is probably going to see a decent amount of play uh in standard wild i think that list is a little bit too tight um but in standard, since it doesn't have quite as much secret support as Wild does, um, Inconspicuous Rider, I think, is an almost an auto-include. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the two-mana death rattle uh, in Wild is probably the one that you would consider dropping um, for this. And because it's cheaper, uh, it's, probably, it's probably still the better choice. Mm. Um, I... We've talked about it in a few others. Um, Rogue uh, and Hunter both love this card. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, thinning the deck. Well, Rogue, not so much. There's still some questions about Rogue um, that if secret's going to be a thing, most of their secrets are ones that you want to um, time want and, to time pretty well. And also, uh, but play they're still because of Hanar. Right. Um, so. So it's a little bit more questionable there, but it is deck thinning and, you know, can make sure that you um, you have some options. And it might force people to play secrets that have fallen out of favor, like uh, Bamboozle. Um, you're like, sure, you can attack my three mana 2-2 two -two, uh, <laughs> and turn it into something nice. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, there's definitely... Uh, we're going to see it played. Uh, we're going to see it probably tried out in a secret mage in standard. Um, you might see some people trying to to figure it out how, where to put it in the secret mage of wild as well. But uh, I think the only only support we got for that archetype is the four four that copies itself. Mm -hmm. um, that is is good enough to make that cut. So um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I don't think we're gonna see that the secret mage is as strong and standard, just because all of the really really good secrets are wild only. Um, <laughs> so true. But yeah, like you mentioned, um, secret hunter also got a lot of uh, tools this expansion as well, and being able to tutor one out. You know, yeah, it's not it's slightly more expensive than it would be to just you know play the secret. Um, that's typically the case with those kind of uh, tutor and cast effects. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think we might even see it in a, a secret hunter as well, unless they're going for a little bit more of a B synergy uh, with their minions. Um, but for mm -hmm. sure in that secret mage. Yeah, basically this sets you up uh, in that hunter as a, it's a one mana two, two really. Uh, yeah. And you don't control the secret. And then you follow that up with the, the beast on turn mm -hmm. four uh, with the hero power. And then you're just thinning your deck uh, more so than, than anything else uh, so that you don't draw those secrets, which they're all good as standalone. So absolutely. Um, and then we'll just have to wait for the 
priests and warrior secrets that are coming in the 35 card set to really <laughs> make it shine. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the Kathir Ritualist is a rare three mana 4 4 with taunt and a battle cry to add a random four cost minion to your opponent's hand. So Kathir Ritualist is 100% in here for resolve shenanigans. Kathir Ritualist is not in here for you to play. You don't want to put this in a deck and play it because you're just giving your opponent something to play on curve. Yes, you know, good stats for the cost, three for four, four with taunt, but giving your opponent something to play on curve is bad. Now, if you have a three drop on the board and you're resolving or evolving a, um, a, a two drop into a three drop, that's what Kathir Ritualist is in here for. They wanted to put this into the card pool so that it was there as a reward for playing those other cards. Um, so I don't think you're ever putting Kathir Ritualist in your deck, but that's not what it's there for. Oh no, you're putting it in your deck for when you fill their hand with uh, Paladin Librams and they don't get a, get a four cost minion anyway, and you get a nice four four minion for three. <laughs> Just be sure not to play it first, otherwise they'll have a four drop to play all their Librams All of their spells. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the Circus Amalgam, a common 4-mana four 4-5 four, taunt that has all minion types and looks pretty cool. It looks amazing. Uh, ben Hearthstone on Twitter, of course, uh, put a, a tweet out with like what all of the minion types are that corresponding to which aspect of the, the card art. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Go check that out. Um, it's an amalgam. We have uh, Menagerie builds coming into Constructed. We're going to see Circus Amalgam played at some some point somewhere. It's got Taunt. It synergizes with all um, uh, tribes. And then it comes back as all tribes from Nazoth as well. So, I mean, we're going to see Circus Amalgam. Do you think we'll see it in Battlegrounds too? Probably not. Uh, I think they're done with the amalgams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that they want to keep amalgams either tethered to um, the curator or in the the six drop category. You know, so amalgamation is the only one Mm -hmm. I think we're really going to see there for a while. Unfortunately, I love amalgams and battlegrounds, even though it was annoying when my (laughs) opponents had them. (laughs) Right. It always was a race to them. Very much. I guess most of all, what I what I want, what I feel like we need, is the pirate dragon to show up as its own card at some point. Yes, like break it apart from the amalgam and give us this dragon with that awesome hat. It's so cool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Everything about this card is amazing. And there will be a link to the show notes so that you can see what we're talking about uh, uh, to this card. And if you if you uh, can't can't wait. Just, you know, you're going to see it in, in client on release day because people are going to be playing it. <laughs> uh, that's true. Circus Medic is a common four mana three four with a battle cry restore four health and a corrupt deal four damage instead. So I'm not sure exactly what Circus Medic is really trying to do for it. You know, I think it might essentially be kind of pack filler. Restoring four health for four is decent. You know, it's only a three four body. Corrupt deal for damage, you know, is again decent. Only a three-four body. Um, you know, it's never really like a huge tempo loss because you're either restoring or dealing four health, 
and leaving behind a you know lower body for the the stats than or for the cost than you know you would really like. Um, but you know if you're just looking for more things to to corrupt to add into your hand for your charge, um, you know hey here are two things that you can play. Um, you know if you play two of these and have corrupted them, uh, that deal for damage. If you have the board space, you may be able to do that last eight damage that you need to your opponent's face. Mm-hmm. Um, that's as far as I can really kind of get for for how this uh, has potential. Because unless I'm playing a corrupt deck, I don't think that I'm ever going to play this in, in any of my other decks, unfortunately. This kind of goes back to the uh, the Moarg um, mm-hmm. Warlock, right? With Silas, uh, where you play the the deck uh, the, or the card that reverses the cost and the um, and the attack. It's a little bit bigger minion, a little bit cheaper, and can combo uh, even with the Silas's. So um, you uh, play Silas, move the Ash Tongue Soulbound, and then you have more ways that you can deal a little bit of extra damage or heal yourself or. You know, there's a lot of utility here. It can also be used, you know, to help with the flesh giants. Another heal if you play it early on uh, in the warlock to get it out. Um, I, I think that it's going to be easy to uh, to use either way, un uncorrupted or corrupted, and yeah. it's a it's a decent swing for the cost even, uh, and to have a body as- attached to it. Uh, you might see it in priest as well. Um, you know, just given given the same reasoning um it's a fast heal it's uh some extra direct damage it can do it to the the opponent's face Mm -hmm. uh so i i don't think it's going to be completely uh devoid in the meta but um yeah it's gonna be decks that it's it's just an add-on card to the synergies that they're already uh pushing yeah i'm kind of excited by this one i think there's there's I like these ones that are kind of choose one yeah. um, effects, and this takes it to other classes than Druid. So It does, yeah. Unfortunately, it would not work with Moarg Artificer because that's uh, minions take double damage from spells. So unfortunately, it wouldn't, oh, oh, wouldn't really it's only spells. combo Thanks for that. pointing that out. No worries. But like you said, dealing for damage is still strong, and especially if you've a deck of chaos, then it's much easier to corrupt and much cheaper. Uh, Fantastic Firebird is a common 4-mana 3-5 Elemental with Wind Fury. So if Elemental Mage is a thing, I can see playing Fantastic Firebird. Um, you know, in, in Wild, uh, not so much because there, there are a lot more Elemental Synergies. They tried to push that once already, so we've got, got quite a few there. Um, mm-hmm. But in Standard, you know, hey, here's a... a something that procs future elemental um, synergies. It's a high priority target because if you're able to, to either buff it or um, you know do anything like that, it can do a lot of damage face. As it is, it's basically drop four, uh, drop it on four, and if they don't put a taunt or clear it, then you can deal six damage to face. That's a good thing. You know, if this is a, a kind of more of a mid-range deck, then Fantastic Firebird probably finds a home there. Um, Aside from that, I can't see necessarily playing it in anything that's not really reliant on that elemental synergy. Um, mm-hmm. And if that that elemental mage deck is not um, 
a, a mid-range deck, then you probably cut Fantastic Firebird as well. But if it's mid-range, you, you probably play it. This one kind of had me dreaming a little bit about a Wind Fury Shaman deck again. Uh, oh. Where you throw in the the Mega Wind Fury card that gives these guys, uh, you know, some some boost. Maybe something that swaps the attack and the health to do that final damage. Uh, you can play them both on the the same turn. Uh, probably more of a wild uh, card at this point, but uh, if you can flip that around uh, with some extra uh, health on it. Um, I don't know. It could be it could be a surprise finisher that there's other things on the board that they value more than just a three five wind fury uh, that suddenly flips and becomes a you know fourteen fourteen quad wind fury. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that whirlwind that appeals tempest, to me. That whirlwind tempest is also neutral and still in standard, mm -hmm. so you can still oh, okay. try and play that. Just saying. Hey, all right. <laughs> We're going to try it. It's probably not going to work, but my my uh, dreams are memes and my memes are dreams. <laughs> <laughs> if you have fun with it, then it was not time wasted. <laughs> exactly. The Knife Vendor is a common four mana three four with a battle cry deal four damage to each hero. So I really like the flavor of this card. Because uh, so, so the flavor text is like, uh, yeah, it works great. I promise there are no uh, bandages under these gloves because, <laughs> you know, she accidentally hurts herself. You know, your hero and the person who she's vending the knife to. <laughs> um, right. I'm not sure exactly where you necessarily want to play this card because it, it always deals for to both. Like unless you're trying to do some sort of flesh giant shenanigans. Um but at that, you probably don't want to heal your or damage your own hero for four. four. That's right. that's a lot. <laughs> um, Two or three, maybe, but four is a little harsh. Yeah, especially to only drop a three four onto the board yeah. to do so. So the flavor is awesome, but I, I don't think you're ever going to play this card, unfortunately. Well, there there are times though when having a little bit more aggression uh, is good mm -hmm. i find playing the soul fragment demon hunter that oftentimes i'll have the um the war blades in hand and not want to play it because it doesn't really do anything for me um as far as the lifesteal part but still end up having to play it because i need the tempo uh mm -hmm. and i need to keep doing more damage so if you can hurt yourself for four and then heal it right away with the lifesteal <laughs> effect you know that's not necessarily a bad thing um you feel like you're getting more value out of it. Not that you want to do it just to get that life gain back, but it might encourage you to make some plays more for tempo uh, that you wouldn't otherwise do. Um, yeah. It just makes it more of a shame that something like Flesh Giant isn't in Demon Hunter too, so that <laughs> when you get that that swing... Oh, that um, would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, If Knife Vendor was either more aggressively statted or cheaper... Then I then I would mm -hmm. definitely think that that kind of like a aggression aspect would um, be more worthwhile. But at four mana, yeah. with the body that it's on, it's like oh, it's just su such a big ask, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, with the demon hunter, you can draw it with the skull, and then it's one. You know, true. So. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'll probably try it, and it'll be one of the first cards that's removed because it kills me more often than it uh, than it feels good. But especially as they add some life steal cards, um, maybe this doesn't. This isn't as scary. Still, you can do better stats for four mana easily. Uh, so it probably doesn't stick. But um, I found the place for knife vendor. Quest priest, the priest that wants to heal itself. Ah, uh, yeah. Because people go. don't want to deal damage to it. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Derailed coasters, a rare five mana three two with the battle cry. Summon a one one rider with rush for each minion in your hand. It's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it is so expensive. But if you have a lot of minions in your hand. And you've got ETC, um, the the new warrior legendary. You know this this may be kind of one way that you can get a whole lot of damage to your opponent's face. I'm kind of grasping at straws of ways to make derailed coaster yeah. work, and th- you know this is very much just grasping at straws. But that's one way that you can make it work. So it's so hard though. Like, yeah, it's so expensive. <laughs> if. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. It's so expensive. It doesn't, it's, it's a really bad statted card for that cost. Uh-huh. So it, the value is completely dependent on how many minions you have in your hand and everything that I can think of that would try to hold cards in their hand. Um, this doesn't have synergy with, nope. right? Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so I, I just don't see it no um like in any way like even even when i was trying to think of it well maybe this can go into that uh token demon hunter (laughs) that i really 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 want to work uh but then you don't have a lot of minions in your hand either so it's just it's just a bad card yeah um great theme uh it looks like a really scary roller coaster oh yeah um I probably would want to sit in the second or third car, not the first one. Um, <laughs> Give yourself but, more of a chance to jump out first, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I I would be surprised if we ever saw anyone play this. Yeah, th- this is definitely for like a uh, someone trying to get get on trolled in, uh, playing etc, dropping this, and that's all it's for. <laughs> I guess the other the other one might be applications in arena. Um True. But and de- even then it's one ones and three twos, so they're still pretty easy to clear. And derailed uh, coaster itself does not actually have rush. Right. It's only the right. riders. So yeah, this it's too much. It's bad. <laughs> we'll move on. Carnival Clown, however, on the other hand, as an epic nine mana four four with taunt and a battle cry of summon two copies of it, corrupt, fill your board with copies. I can't wait to try so hard to fill my board with copies of Carnival Clown. I bet that the golden animation, because, you know, like I mentioned at the top of the show, he's juggling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you know he's swole too. Like he looks like the Hulk, but with a with a clown mask. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, those are like pocket aces size biceps. No joke, know? though. <laughs> um, I can't wait to try and make that. You know, try and get that achievement. You know, try and hunt that down. As far as competitively viable, probably not. 
but the game's not all about competition. This is going to be a lot of fun. You know, like uh, nine, nine mana for what? You get 12, 12 stats. Not bad. Spread across three different bodies. Not bad. Taunt. Oh, yeah. And taunt for all of them. Again, not bad. And then if you're able to get seven of them, you know, that's what? 28 stats. Again, not bad. So I see a lot of meme possibilities for Carnival Clown, and I'm definitely going to try to uh, get that day one achievement of filling my board with the uh, copies of it. But uh, I don't know that you kind of revolve a whole deck around it unless you're just trying to uh, to go for that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you revolve your whole deck around it. I think you revolve your whole deck around the 10 mana uh, cards that Will it will trigger off of, and then it becomes like a no me without the downside. Um, oh, good point. So, so you get up to Cthun or Isarge or uh, or whatever uh, with this in your hand. It corrupts it, and then when they get their inevitable clear, then you have a board full of taunts. And so, I think it's not it's not the focus of the deck. It's the response to. Um, you know, the 10 card cost that corrupts it mm -hmm. and it makes it that much stronger. So you're already building your deck around getting to that turn 10 to make that big turn 10 play. Uh, and then this follows it up if it doesn't work or uh, for whatever reason or um, or things like that. So I think this is going to be a competitive card, uh, probably the mm -hmm. finisher for a lot of those. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. I also really like that this is uh, fill your board with copies and summon two copies of this, because if you buff yes. this with survival of the fittest, yep. oh, A, that wow. corrupts it. B, that makes them not just four fours, but nine nines or perhaps 13 thirteens. Like what? <laughs> right. It becomes incredible. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. And taunts. Like you're not getting through that. <laughs> Unless you have Kane, but <laughs> as edge case, you know, that's the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> and that is all of our neutral cards. So uh, care to share any thoughts on the neutral cards as a whole? Do you think that they're better than previous sets or are going to change the way we look at standard, for instance? I hope so. I think that um, in particular, you know, the old gods... Like that's what Madness at the Dark Moon Fair is kind of like uh, built upon, right? The the foundation of Whispers of the Old Gods, and the Old Gods are kind of hit and miss here, um, mm -hmm. but they're all really cool, right? I can't wait to craft them all in gold. I can't wait to play with the golden Old Gods decks in Standard and Wild, and I can't wait to make them work to varying degrees of success and varying degrees of jankiness because i'm going to be building some some janky old gods decks as well absolutely Heck, you have to do the the double old gods right the double Cthulhu, the double Isarge, the double nizah <laughs> absolutely well especially the double Cthulhu like that i cannot wait yeah. to run a double Cthulhu rogue it's gonna be so much fun <laughs> so um as far as power level um, i mean neutrals in general um you know, except for the the kind of like marquee cards tend to be a little bit lower power level um, because, you know, they're meant to be those kinds of Swiss army knives. You know, they're, they're the thing that you plug in uh, around stuff, whereas the, the class cards are the ones that kind of like are the glue that holds it all together and drive those tribe synergies and whatnot. But I think that we got some really powerful 
um, particularly like Carnival Clown. That's going to be really fun. Um, and then the Old Gods and then Silas with the combo potential. Like we've got some really powerful possibilities here. Um, so I'm really excited to, to play around with it. And I cannot wait for release day. Just a few days away now. Soon. So, I want to TM. so much for being on the show with me, Electric Sheep City. Your energy and enthusiasm always shines through. And I just, I just love you, man. Uh, so can you share how people could get in touch with you if they want to say how right you are, all the fun things that they're doing with the neutral cards, uh, et cetera, et cetera? How can they contact you? Absolutely. So you can always find me on twitch.television slash electric sheep city or on Twitter at eSheepCity because, you know, they, they limit me as far as uh, how many characters I can use on Twitter. <laughs> Out there they limit the ESC. <laughs> uh, we'll make sure to get that updated in the show notes so that you'll be able to find them easily. Electric Sheep City, thank you so, so much for being here. Much love, my friend. All right. My arena expert for today is longtime friend Hubie. Thanks for joining us today. Would you care to introduce yourself? Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I am Hubie. I've been playing Hearthstone since the Mean Streets of Gadgetzan expansion. I've been playing exclusively Arena since the Ungoro expansion. Uh, I have roughly about 10,000 Arena wins across all three servers. So, uh, yeah, full-time Arena player, uh, Soft Infinite, never made leaderboard, but we're working on it. So I think I have a pretty good knowledge of uh, of Arena. I was... I kind of look at you as a deconstructed player because I see you kind of avoiding constructed, but have yeah. been dabbling in battlegrounds and I'm assuming maybe duels a little bit. Not so much duels. I, I dabble in a uh, wild a little bit. And wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just enough to, nice. to earn my card back each month. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so this wouldn't be the happy Hearthstone if I didn't at least ask uh, what's been making you happy lately. Making me happy lately. Uh, friends and family, for sure. Uh, my community and my channel. And uh, yeah, just people reaching out and uh, saying hello. That's good. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough year for that, right? Yeah. With uh, yep. everybody kind of being forced to distance. So mm -hmm. uh, having having family, friends, and community that you can rely on definitely is a positive thing. I'll I'll echo your sentiments there. Definitely. All right. Well, we're here to talk about arena. So uh, before we get into the meat of it here, uh, can you give us uh, just some? High-level overview of what you think the arena is going to look like uh, post Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Yeah, um, so the last uh, expansion cycle, the arena has been standard, so same sets as in uh, standard constructed. Uh, now they're starting to bring back old like, wild sets as well, so it adds another layer of uh, of thinking to your drafting and your gameplay. Um, I definitely think the meta is going to be in a bit on the slower value side, just because Blizzard continues to print cards that reward you for playing solar, you know, discovers a huge thing in um, Arena, a huge thing in Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. A lot of your value, you win a lot of games by outvaluing your opponent. So I think a lot of the cards printed continue uh, that trend. So... Um, <laughs> 
that's always kind of how I thought Arena went, was it was much more value-oriented than trying to control the board uh, over a longer period of time rather than really rewarding um, combo or uh, control or even um, aggro styles. It's more of mid-range everything and value yes. trades all yep. around. Yep, for sure. Yep, you're not going to get those constructed combos to finish off your opponent. You're not always going to get those big flame strike Blizzard board clears. Right. So you need to control the board, make smart trades, and go face when you need to. Sounds good. So what sets are going to be in the rotation post-expansion? Uh, Do you remember? Uh, the only wild set coming in is Old Gods. Okay. Uh, Descent I'll of give Dragons. you the double Cthulhu capability. Yes, for sure. Uh, the only set <laughs> leaving uh, is Descent of Dragons. Oh, okay. So we're keeping well, that's a Galacrons. big one. Uh, I feel like, yeah, yeah. We're I feel like there were a lot of dragons that were in the arena mm -hmm. uh, these days. Oh, for sure. Twin tyrants was was a queen of the arena. Um, your deck was judged mm -hmm. on how many twin tyrants you had if you played them on curve. It's just a, a lot of um, meta defining cards in Descent of Dragons. Well, that's definitely a big shakeup then. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get into some of the specific cards. Uh, you've given me a list of, I think, 20 cards uh, that you think will have an impact. Uh, a couple, one or two from each set and yep. or from each class, and mm -hmm. then uh, three neutrals, I believe. Yes. The uh, first one is Felsteel Executioner. It's a epic three-mana, four-three elemental uh, minion. So why do you think this one will have a, a big impact? I love this card. Uh, first of all, 4-mana four 4-3 four, is a perfectly fine stat line. Uh, typically, you want 3-4, uh, but this effect is really strong. Um, it also lets you choose if you need the board presence. You play this minion before you play in a more expensive card, so it does not become corrupt. If you're ahead on board and you can uh, allow the minion to turn into a weapon, a 3-mana four, 4-3 four, weapon is super strong. You look at Orax, very good card in Arena. That's a 3-mana three 3-2. Three, this is a 3-mana 4-3 three, three weapon. Um, playing it And the weapons the... are better... Yes, go ahead. Then the, the, the weapons are better than the minions just because they don't die? They're harder to remove? Um, a little bit, but the other part of it is initiative, right? You play this as a weapon, it has initiative. It doesn't... For a minion to have initiative, it needs to have rush or charge or does some kind of mm -hmm. removal. Um, so mm -hmm. you can kind of judge how the game's going. If you can afford to play it as a weapon um, to get that initiative, the extra face damage reach, it's really strong. Sounds good. Oops. Uh, next up, we have the Stilt Stepper. It's another epic, uh, three mana, four one with a battle cry. Draw a card. If you play it this turn, give your hero plus four attack this turn. Is that the same idea? It gives you the initiative again? Yeah, same initiative. So three mana, four one, not great stats. You want more health than attack at this point in the game. However, later in the game, uh, it's a good top deck, right? Because you draw another card. Later in the game, you can also get the plus four attack because you can corrupt it. It's just a solid, flexible card. So with, with the last card and this one both being epics, mm -hmm. in Arena, are those common enough that you can 
kind of count on getting one or or one of each? I would say in general, you end up with about five to six epics in your draft of 30 oh, wow. cards. So mm-hmm. I would say maybe closer to five. So this is definitely a card that you're going to see. I tried to pick more uh, common neutrals and epics over legendaries because you can go two or three drafts and not see a, a single legendary. But epics, you, you, right. you usually see enough of. Yep. Excellent. Uh, next up is a druid, Fizzy uh, Elemental. It's a nine mana, 10, 10 elemental uh, with rush and taunt. Yes. So there's a card similar to this in Arena right now. Nine mana, nine, nine, uh, dig day, right? It does the same thing. This has one plus one plus one. It also has taunt. So not only are you going to remove your opponent's threat, you're going to have something that they have to deal with. It's a huge tempo swing, a huge board swing. Plus it has elemental synergy, which a lot of cards printed um, support that. Um, and it again has the initiative again. So yes, a... anything that does something from hand is really good in arena. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yep, it fits that mid-range, right? You can drop it as it is without the rush, and it's still a 9-mana 10-10 taunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Greybow, a druid 5-mana 4-6 with taunt and a death rattle. Give a random friendly minion death rattle, summon Greybow. Yes. Silence and hard removals such as Polymorph and Hex aren't that relevant in Arena. So this is going to be a handful to deal with. Not only can you chain it multiple times, it's got a good stat line. You want more health on your taunts than attack, usually. And it's pretty cheap to come out, so you can get it going pretty early. Yes. Uh, but as a legendary, it's probably not going to come that often. You had mentioned sometimes you might go a whole draft without getting any, so Correct. hard to rely on getting it and building something around it, but uh, still, it's one that you would probably take if it was offered, regardless of what the other choices were? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, especially for druids. Druids in Arena like to be on the board. They like uh, board presence for Savage Roars, Power of the Wilds. Um, they're more of one of the aggressive classes because they don't have hard removal. They don't have AoE outside of Swipe. Uh, so this will help Druids a lot. All right. Next up, we go to Hunter. It's a Open the Cages. It's a two-mana spell or secret. When your turn starts, if you control two minions, summon an animal companion. Yes, I struggled with Hunter a little bit. Uh, a lot of their cards are okay for Arena, but this one stood out to me. So two-mana secrets opens up secret synergy. Also, it fits the Druid archetype. Hunters want to be on the board. And how many times do you play a hunter and they have two, three, four minions on the board? It's super easy to do as a hunter. Um, and yeah, this you could, could couple it with a uh, Wolpertinger or something and correct, uh, yeah. play it on the same turn even. Yeah. So, and if this summons... Oh, it has to be when your turn starts, though. Yes. Yep. So uh, if you have a full board... A full board, six minions, right? And this procs, you get Leoc. That's plus six attack across the board. That's pretty big. Mm -hmm. 
So this one's also kind of interesting in that it actually triggers on your turn for a secret, which is the first one that's done that, right? The first hunter one. Or no, yes. I guess first hunter one. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Paladins, I guess, have had had some before. Yeah, yep. There's a few rogue ones as well um, that they printed before as well. All right. Uh, next up, we have Mage. It's mm -hmm. uh, the Firework Elemental. It's a five mana, three five elemental minion with a battle cry, deal three damage to a minion with corrupt, deal 12 instead. Yes, this card is one of the big winners in the arena. Five mana, three five, not great stats, but again, battle cry has initiative, deal three damage. What does that remind you of? Fire Elemental, six mana, six five shaman card. That card is premium mm -hmm. in Arena. Plus, this has the upside to deal 12, which will kill anything your opponent plays. Yeah. Um, even those cards from Descent of Dragons that were so big. Uh, yes. Yep. So when they come back around in the same in the same rotation, mm -hmm. um, how often are they going to rotate? Have they mentioned anything? Is that going to be a monthly along with duels, or is it going to be per expansion again? It used to be bi-monthly, so they'd have two ro arena rotations per expansion. But it's kind of up in the air since they switched to standard for a while. Um, so it's kind of a wait mm -hmm. and see. Uh, a lot of arena people coming my chat, other streamers, other people in the community like the bi-monthly uh, rotations. It keeps the arena fresh. Mm -hmm. It brings uh, a new meta. Uh, it's widely widely liked. Well, hope, hopefully they go back to something like that because it did get a little dull there when there wasn't a rotation on the new new set other than just adding uh, adding the Skullamance. Yes. Yep. Uh, the next mage card is the Confection Cyclone. It's a two mana, three, two elemental with a battle cry, add two, one, two sugar elementals to your hand. Sounds familiar somehow. Correct. Firefly back in Angoro. A huge <laughs> winner in constructed and in arena. And this gives you basically two fireflies, which opens up other synergies with uh, mage. There's other cards that reward you for playing elementals. This is fine stats is on its own, two mana, three, two. And uh, yeah, it's just a solid arena card. And it looks kind of like cotton candy. So yeah, um, super cute. You, you almost expect it to have wind fury. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe if it was a shaman card. No, that's true. Uh, so moving on to Paladin, the Carousel mm -hmm. Griffin is a five mana, five, five mech with divine shield and corrupt gain plus three, plus three and taunt. Yes. So this, this card stood out to me because the corrupt is an amazing bonus, but this card on its own without the corrupt is insane. You get a five mana, five, five with shield, which basically doubles his oh, health. Yeah. Uh, if if you can corrupt it, a five mana eight eight taunt with divine shield is huge, especially since this is common. You will see it a lot. You'll see people with two or three of them. You can play them together on turn uh, ten, and that's a huge, huge, huge wall for your opponent to get through. For sure. Now, are there is there a lot of mech synergy in the sets that are left where? that adds an even bigger bonus or not this time around, but we'll, we possibly will see it in the future. There's, there's some um, left over from 
Galakrond's Awakening, such as Skyclaw, that gives your mechs plus one attack. Mm-hmm. Um, if we ever see GVG or Boomsday, this card will be a huge winner. Uh, once oh, we right. once we add magnetic back in, yep, yep, yeah, just really solid card. This is you're going to draft this a lot because it's common, and you're going to want to draft all of them. It's uh, a good point. I should mention that it's common. Yeah. Uh, the next one's a Paladin Legendary five five, uh, Luxrathian the Redeemed. Battle cry for the rest of the game. After you summon a silver hand recruit, give it divine shield. And it's a demon minion. Yes. Uh, so we really get a demon in Paladin. I think it's probably one of the first demons in Paladin. Um, but yeah. the effect is is nice, right? You give your divine shield to your silver hand recruits, which help you uh, dictate trades. It gives you a nice body for blessing a king's hand of a doll, uh, blessing of authority. Divine Shield is really strong in Arena. Is the Silver Hand recruit the summoning of them really big in Arena as well? Uh, where that makes it just seems kind of slow to me at five, then you're really not able to use it on the same turn until turn seven. Granted, it's a legendary, so you know, you're probably throwing it back and waiting anyway. But how many yeah. how many times do you reckon, reckon you're going to get Divine Shield on a Silver Hand recruit from from this? Well, the big thing about this card is if they printed Silverhand Recruit buffs in the past, but you had to have them on board. This is mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. So you could play this on five, and all oh. your recruits are going to have Divine Shield. And there's also I some see. cards. Yeah, it's a battle cry, not a... Yes, yep, yep. Yeah. That's why it's a big winner. It would be really slow if it was, uh, you know, they had to have them on board. Yeah, I I totally would have missed that if you didn't point it out. Yeah, so yeah, that was now it uh, makes a lot more sense. Yep. That was and there's big, an uh, achievement for playing, uh, getting your silver hand recruits divine shields. So, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, you can work your way toward some extra achievement points for those mm-hmm. that are hunting. For sure. Did you have another comment on it? Or? Uh no, that was about it. Uh, other than the uh, Blizzard did print some silver hand recruit summoning cards this. Uh, expansion uh there's a three mana one that you can summon three recruits if you corrupt it you summon five all right so there's yeah, there so will be some synergies. there's a way to fill your board yep absolutely yep all right moving on to priest the blood of goon uh nine mana eight eight elemental with taunt at the end of your turn summon a five five copy of a minion in your deck and it's an epic yes so in Arena, if you are going to play a card that's 7, 8, 9 mana, you need it to have initiative, or you need it to have a huge board swing. This is a huge board swing. Not only get a 9 mana 8, 8 taunt, summoning any 5, 5 out of your deck is really strong. Bonus if it, that 5, 5 has a death rattle or initiative itself. Uh, even on its own, if you summon a 5, 5, uh, we'll say Bloodfin Raptor. That's that's good. Yeah, and it's a five five version of whatever. So even mm-hmm. if it's a one one, um, yep. then you're getting you're getting the boost from it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be annoying, I think, overall uh, for anybody playing as priest. Is priest common in uh, arena? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of priests out there right now, for sure. Yeah. Especially when you can get things like this, mm-hmm. uh, you, it's easy for a priest to survive until turn nine. So, 
<laughs> yes. Expect to see this one, right? For sure. It's a, it's a must pick if you see it. Uh, next up for Priest, the Fairground Fool, a common three mana, four, three with taunt and corrupt to gain plus four health. Sounds like uh, you're always saying the early on you want a lot of health, and that's a lot. A four, seven for three? Four, seven, three, four, three mana, four, seven taunt. So your opponent can't ignore it. They right. have to oh. attack it. Uh, even on its own, if you don't corrupt it, it's fine. Four mana, four, three is just fine. But in Priest... Or three mana, four, three. Yes, three mana, four, three is just fine on Curve. But if you can corrupt it, they're a Priest. They can continue to heal it and make free trades. It's going to be annoying. It's common. You'll see it a lot. Once again, a really solid card. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to Rogue, we have Tenwu of the Red Smoke, a two-mana legendary 3-2 minion with a battle cry, return a friendly minion to your hand. It costs one this turn. Also sounds familiar. Yes, uh, Brewmaster, really, really good card. But the problem with Brewmaster in Arena is it's oftentimes too slow. Or you have to brew something that's really cheap and you don't get full value out of the brew. This... Uh, let's you return it to your hand. You can play it again the same turn because the minion return costs one. You're not detempoing at all. And you can get some crazy value. Crazy value. Anything with a battle cry mm -hmm. <laughs> late in the game, even. Uh, you can refresh a big health minion. Yep. This this would be this would be an automatic pick for sure. Uh, again, legendary, so you're probably not going to see it super often, but I'm excited about this one in standard, let alone uh, in arena where you're typically picking more value minions anyway. Um, mm -hmm. but I think this is going to shine. Yes, this card is going to be good in all modes for sure. They're going to put it in uh, Battlegrounds and really blow it. Blow <laughs> right. It. <laughs> Uh, moving on to Shaman, we have the Pitmaster, a rare three mana one two with a battle cry, summon a three two duelist, and corrupt, summon two three two duelists. Yes. So if you can corrupt this, it is a three mana seven six. Huge sets. If you don't corrupt it, it's still really yeah, good. Yeah, that's pretty big. It's still a three mana four four. Premium sets in arena. As two, so it's more that board presence um, versus the the initiative. Right. Trying to learn the lingo. Yep, yep. <laughs> board presence is very important in uh, in arena. Yep, I like this card quite a bit. All right, and then Shaman also has Anara Stormcrash, a legendary five mana four five. On your turn, your hero has plus two attack and wind fury. Yes, uh, there's going to be some weapon synergies in Shaman. There's some cards that draw you weapons. There's some new weapons itself. This card will add to them. Also, you play this 5 mana 4 5. You're not excited about the stats, but it gives your hero initiative. So if you can compare this with Rockbiter Weapon, a card you see in Arena quite a bit, that's 10 face damage right there. Right. Kind of gives you a, at least a one-turn effect, like a Doom Hammer, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was really I could surprised. I definitely see this uh, being... I was really surprised this didn't have Overload when I first saw it. I could see this having right. Overload 1. Or, 
or even on your turn, your hero has plus two attack and wind fury if you're overloaded or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yep. The fact uh, this I has no conditions kind of is, is nice. Right. Hmm. It does seem that Shaman got a lot of effects for attacking, so... Mm -hmm. um, that's another thing. There's some extra synergy with the cards from the uh, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair that maybe would go unnoticed if it were just a standalone um, in one of the other sets because they, they definitely are focused on giving you, they gave you a new weapon and mm -hmm. then some other effects that have some synergy with attacking um, that should add to the value of this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't really so, count on those synergies in Arena, but... Um... Even on its own, it's good. But if you can pile those on, that's real backbreaking for your opponent. Uh, so then we have a Warlock, four mana, four, three rare card, Fire Breather. With a battle cry, deal two damage to all minions except demons. And it's a demon itself. Correct. So this seems like removal then. Yes, it's a four mana, uh, four, three. So a little understated. But the battle cry deal two damage to all minions can be really strong in turn four. There's a card, uh, Wicked Tutor, uh, four mana, two five, that does spell burst AoE, and that's pretty good in Arena. So this will be better than that. Um, oftentimes you won't have a lot of demons on your board. Demons are kind of rare. So the fact that it does uh, double-sided AoE draws it down a little bit, but I still think this is going to be a pretty good card. Yeah, just dealing damage to the whole board in Arena helps with that control aspect and board mm -hmm. presence. Uh, maybe gives you just enough to get through one of those priest taunts that they've been building up. And so I, I definitely like anything that does that. And, you know, when you compare it to... Um, to blizzard even it's two mana cheaper and gives you a body and potentially mm -hmm. misses some of your minions so uh, there's there's definitely some value there yeah it's going to be good at cleaning up reborn minions it's going to be good at cleaning up uh, death oh, battle yeah. tokens it's just a solid card which brings us to ticketus the legendary six mana eight eight demon with a battle cry remove the top five cards of your deck and corrupt your opponent's deck instead Yes. This seems kind of strange for a, an arena card, but the stats are great for the cost, even if you're discarding the five or removing the top five from your deck. Yes, it's all about the stats. So over the history of arena, good cards in arena, we look back at Fell Reaver, 5 and 8, 8, discard the top three cards of your deck when your opponent played a minion. There was a Bitter Tide Hydra, 5 and 8, 8 from Angoro that damaged you every time the Hydra took damage. And another example is Corrupted Healbot was a 5-mana 6-6. Six, six. Heal your enemy for 8 damage when it dies. All good arena cards. Why? Because they're overstated for their cost. This card does have a slight downside if you top deck it and you can't corrupt it. You lose 5 of your cards. But oftentimes you're going to be able to corrupt this and it has an upside. So you're not only gaining the plus stats for the mana cost, you also get the upside of burning your opponent's uh, removal for this. So all in all, a really solid card. A really solid. Uh, so 
quick question then, mm-hmm. just on Arena in general, corrupting this as a six mana, so I mean you have to play a seven mana or higher card. Correct. Roughly how many of those do you tend to put in a deck where you'll be able to corrupt this consistently? It really depends on the class, but in Warlock, oftentimes you have uh, five to six cards that cost more than this. Okay. That's a pretty decent uh, chance, then, that you're going to be able to corrupt it and mm-hmm. ruin your opponent's day. Yeah, heavier Warlocks so have been definitely working. A- so you, your deck usually can support carrying enough heavy stuff to make this uh, easily corrupted. And then you can go for the Archwitch as well. <laughs> for sure. Really get value. Yep. <laughs> uh, moving on to Warrior, we have the Sword Eater, a common four mana 2 5 mm-hmm. with Taunt and Battlecry equipped a 3 2 sword. It's a pirate. Yes. Uh, I kind of struggle with Warrior, just like Hunter. Nothing really stuck, uh, stuck out besides this card. Four mana 2 5 Taunt is fine when you consider you're getting a Fiery War Axe that costs 3 mana. So technically, you're paying 1 mana for a 2-5 Taunt. Really good. Pirate Tag does matter a little bit. You can get this from, like, Sky Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, it also could have uh, Taunt Synergies. The There's some Taunt Buff Synergies. Uh, this is a really strong card. And again, you look at the stats. two mana or 4 mana, 5 health on a Taunt is really strong. At least I'll get you through some of those early minions that your mm-hmm. opponent played and get you caught back up if you had fallen behind. For sure, yep. yep. Five mana is a lot to deal with on turn four. All right, on to the neutral cards. The Dark Moon Statue is a common three mana, zero five. Your other minions have plus one attack. Corrupt, this gains plus four attack. Yes, I was so excited about this card. Uh, in my opinion, this is going to be the best neutral in arena of this set. So you get you get the Liak effect, right? Which is super mm-hmm. strong in arena. <clears throat> It'll be easy to corrupt this. So you get a three mana four five, a three mana Yeti mm-hmm. that buffs all of your other minions plus one attack. Uh, that's a Seems lot. Seems pretty of, good. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so it's going to require decks that can swarm the board a little bit. It requires you to be ahead, which in arena, again, you want to be. Mm-hmm. And three mana Love for it. five health is hard to remove. It's it's just I've found it really difficult because of the value game to get a decent sized board. Usually I max out about three minions and then with all the trades and trying to maneuver for that board Mm -hmm. it seems like the effect isn't as strong but i'll trust your expertise that's why i brought in the experts right yeah so uh, being a neutral these things it's going to be better in certain classes druid hunter warrior it's going to be really strong uh i would not recommend it in like mage mages kind of play off the board so do rogues so certain Mm -hmm. classes are going to value this a little more but overall for most decks this is going to be really strong yeah, and like you said, it's going to be really easy to corrupt because mm-hmm. half your deck is going to be four or more. Yes. Uh, so a three mana four or five is even good late in the game. So mm-hmm. for sure, uh, for sure, this will see play, and it's not going to be a bad one. It might not be an auto pick, like you said, depending on your class or right. how your deck's been been uh, uh, shaping up. But it's great art, so it's fun to look at too. <laughs> and. <Yes>. Uh, <laughs> 
kind of reminds me of me. Nice hat. Yep. I like it. Uh, next up, we have the Carnival Clown. It's a nine mana, four, four epic taunt minion with a battle cry. Summon two copies of this and a corrupt fill your board with copies. It's going to be really difficult to corrupt it's at be nine mana. It's difficult but, to corrupt, yes. But I think even without but, corrupting it, it's really good value. Yeah, 12 mana uh, or 12, 12 uh, mm -hmm. for nine manas with all of it taunt. And yes, you and have Blizzard, the space on the board, then yeah. Yeah, and Blizzard did print some hand buff uh, cards this meta as well. So land one buff on that. And then you're looking at oh, uh, mm -hmm. a board full of five fives or six sixes. Again, good point. And there is achievements again. So mm -hmm. something else to go for. Yeah, if you draft this early. If you draft this early uh, in your draft, you can kind of build around it uh, and try to get a 10 mana card. They are offered quite often. Uh, you do see them. You can also discover some as well. But certain classes, again, if you can buff this in hand, or if you're uh, like a druid with some ramp, you can draft a heavier deck, you can make this work. Interesting. Again, uh, more great art too. So there's another mm -hmm. reason to draft it. You just have something fun to look at in your hand until you get to the turn that you can play it. And it's going to be a big swing. You get some minions on the board that can help with some of the other synergies that you've got. It'll get the bonus from the um, from the Dark Moon statue. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> yep. And go back there. Yep. And the uh, fact so... that it's, it's spread against three bodies makes your opponent have either an AOE or three removals which is right. a, a tall task in arena. Indeed. And finally, we have the claw machine. It's a common six mana, six, three mech minion with rush and death rattle. Draw a minion and give it plus three plus three. Yes. So there's a card from descent of dragons, six mana, five, three evasive worm that has divine shield. Uh, it's a premium mm -hmm. card in arena. So this is quite similar. It has initiative from hand. Uh, oftentimes, you're going to trade this in. The three health is going to die. You're going to get your draw right away with the buff uh, to make something like Carnival Clown stronger. This is a really <laughs> strong go. card. Initiative from hand is very important in Arena. And I've always thought that in Arena, draw was uh, underrated co compared to some of the other things. Um, but mm -hmm. now I have a different way of looking at it that, you know, it's probably the third most important thing is making sure you have a hand uh, after having a board and having the initiative. Uh, but I've always valued draw maybe more than I should. And this gives you that with a bonus. It's like better than Scavenger's Ingenuity. And mm -hmm. it because it's a bigger buff and uh, can target any minion. So rather than just a beast. Um, so, you know, take that mana off and it looks a lot better as a rush, uh, basically removal card. So I like this one a lot too. I think it'll see a lot of play. And then when we get to um, mech synergies again with magnetic, mm -hmm. uh, when sets rotate in, it, this is just going to get even better. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I like claw machine a lot. Draw is important in Arena. If you fall behind on the board, you're not going to have those board clears we were talking about earlier. Uh, and this gives mm -hmm. you more stuff in your hand to do. If you don't have cards in your hand, you fall behind, you lose the game. So this is removal, it's refill, it's a buff, which is important on 
for the stat advantage as well. It's really solid card. I like this one a lot. And it's got a Murloc on it, so yeah, it can't sure. be bad. Right. <laughs> it should you should get bonuses for Murlocs just because it's there. Let's <laughs> petition to make every card a Murloc. Yeah, there we go. I mean, this claw is going to going to pick up the Murlocs and put it on my shelf for mm-hmm. me. So uh, I need one of them in, in my life. There you go. <laughs> and that takes us to the end of the cards that you've uh, that you've put forth. I think that this is a really great uh, start, really great overview for what we're looking for in Arena. Uh, highly recommend that you... Uh, Review this again, and mm-hmm. before before you go on your first arena journey, and um, take Hubie's instructions uh, for what they're worth. And Hubie, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank uh, you. Would you care to share how we can get in touch with you if there's any questions or people want to find out your thoughts as the set goes on? Yeah, I stream on Twitch uh, five to six days a week. Uh, arena, of course. Twitch.com or Twitch.tv/Hubie. Also on Twitter as well, my handle is at Hubie underscore. And we'll have that uh, uploaded on the show notes as well. So if okay. you're looking to find more information, check it out there. And again, Hubie, any final thoughts? No, I'm super excited for the rotation. It'll be fun to play with old gods again. Um, I love that this set is bringing back uh, a lot of mechanics from other sets, such as hand buffs. And uh, yeah, I'm just super pumped for the expansion. So are you going to take all the old gods that are offered, uh, at least for the first week? Oh, you can get a handful of Yogg and Double Cthune. It's, uh, it's on. Of course, yeah. Chat will uh, riot if I don't. <laughs> or do you even get offered Cthune? I, I guess. I don't uh, even Cthune, know if the old gods old are all Cthune offered. Cthune was not in Arena. So I'm not sure if oh, new yeah. Cthune will be or not. Was Mechathune? Uh, Mechathune was draftable, yes. Yep. Oh, okay. So new one should be, because he doesn't have support cards in the same way. I would assume he would uh, be, yeah. Yep. That'll be fun. All right, Hubie, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for having me. My wild expert today is Mike Lowe, one of the hosts of the Born to be Wild podcast. So welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, thank you for having me today. This is exciting. Um I've been waiting a long time for this ever since you first uh, reached out to me. So I'm excited. It's finally going down. Yeah, me too. Uh, so would you care to give an introduction to the Happy Hearthstone community? Uh, things like how long you've been playing, what draws you to Wild, and then some of your Hearthstone achievements? Yeah, of course. So um, I started playing about four months after the game came out. Uh, wow. Stumbled across it um, with my old Magic buddies. Uh, we weren't we weren't getting together to play the card game anymore so uh we were able to play this card game which you know you can play from home so uh that was the appeal to it where as everybody was aging out of that high school friend group you can just like play card games at home and not leave the house but still Mm -hmm. play with each other and against each other and other people in general and um so yeah the mid 2000 mid 2010s was like the like explosion age of like playing online games multiplayer against mm-hmm. other people so that also was a draw there um but yeah uh when they when wild was uh created in 2017 right in april 2017 mm-hmm. um Sounds about right yeah I, I just stuck to the format because i didn't understand the concept of the people who were talking about dusting their cards for standard cards 
Mm-hmm. It kind of like when I think of like a real life real life translation, it's like trading in cards you physically bought for new ones. Like I couldn't imagine taking stuff out of my binder, going to the card shop, and be like, "Hey, I'm going to sell these for you know twenty five to fifty cents towards a new card." Like that's crazy to me. So right. that's my that's my emotional attachment to Wild. Not I'm, I'm not like playing like this format's better than that one. Just for me, I was always anti dust, like never dust anything. Yep. Um, so that's one thing I love. I about know those Wild. feelings. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you're the king of that. <laughs> Uh, well, this wouldn't be the happy hearthstone without asking you to share some of the joy in your life. So what has been making you happy lately? So um, I've been able to uh, spend a lot of time with my girlfriend, um, being able to work from home. Uh, we both were working in the school, but, you know, school is closed for now. So right. being, you know, spending time at home, um, spending time with the dog. Sometimes they will be on stream and uh, people will go crazy and chat. Um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's what I like to do, like, you know, off game and non-work wise, spend time with, uh, Zelda and Megan. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a wonderful way to spend the day with loved ones and, uh, it keeps you sane, right. In these trying times. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy out there. So, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well, we're here really though, to talk about the cards that may be, uh, uh the new cards from the madness of the dark moon fair that may have an impact on wild. So let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. First up, we have the Hunter card, Trampling Rhino. It's a rare five mana, five, five with Rush. Uh, It's a beast minion. After this attacks and kills a minion, excess damage hits the enemy hero. All right, so this card here, um, first off, let me me put this out there for people who listen to the Happy Hearthstone who may not have played Wild. Uh, Hunter is in 10th place, (laughs) tier-wise. it isn't it isn't the most sought after class um so i put this i've lost you if you're still i'm sorry did i get disconnected yeah well I, i hear you now Okay, I'm sorry about that. No worries. Oh, now I hear that echo you're talking about. Uh, so they're mute Discord. Okay, there we and go. We should be good. So the last uh, part that we had was uh, th- that it's not the most sought after class. Yeah, so um, while this isn't the most sought after class, so I put this card here, um, just kind of like a tribute to uh, players like do win in CDC mm-hmm. because players like them can make cards like this work. Um, there's definitely an OTK combo within this card. Um, the XX damage will hit the enemy hero, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, within the name, uh, it's kind of like uh, homage to magic uh, trampling rhino because there's an ability within magic called trample and the XX damage will actually hit the enemy hero. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of surprised that it hasn't made it in uh, Hearthstone. Um, I thought over the the uh, overkill was going to be kind of that effect more. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad to see it starting to show up. I think it's kind of funny that they threw it in the name, but didn't give it uh, a keyword. <laughs> yeah, that, that is kind of a little genius right there. Um, 
but yeah, I, I put this card on the list um, because I want at least every card to have some kind of represent representation today. I don't want this part of the podcast to be straight meta decks and people who are newer may not have the money to play Reno Priest. Uh, that card mm-hmm. is very that deck is very expensive. Um, right. But uh, just keep an eye out for everyone who's listened to the show for players like Duin and CDC when they make the uh, OTK combo deck with this card right here. Looks pretty cool. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have the Mage spell, a uh, rare Mage spell, four mana, Ring Toss. Discover a secret and cast it. Corrupt, discover two instead. Okay, so this card right here, um, I feel will have a home in Reno Mage. That being said, it's easy to activate the Corrupt. Um, there are plenty of cards that cost more than four mana in um, Reno Mage. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways to fend off opponents with uh, Zephyrus. We have uh, Kazakus that can give us potions that do many different things as far as gaining armor to clearing boards to transforming other minions into, uh, what is it, 1-1 one, one sheeps? You know, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, also one of the Renos, there's three of them, but one of the two minions, um, he has the Gatling gun, uh, <laughs> the Gatling wand, I think it's called, so he can clear mm-hmm. a board up to 10 health. Um, that card right there, uh, it costs more than this, so that would activate it. There's plenty of other cards to activate this one. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people who are higher up in the Legend of Ranks will have different ideas, but I just want to have my approach in this show be a, a wide variety uh, to explain how cards can be used so people will feel more warm to uh, play the game and happy about it. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously what you think of first is Secret Mage, but there's not a lot of activations to in that deck to corrupt this. So, um, I mean, there are a few, so it can uh-huh. give you some extra late game value and you might still uh, try to run it because discovering the secret gives you a little bit more utility. But um, what do you think? Do you think it'll show up in many of those or do you think it's a little too expensive and uh, slow for, for that deck? So for Secret Mage, I don't think this would show up. I get the idea of playing um, Cloud Prince, but mm-hmm. only Cloud Prince, which you can have two copies, and Aluneth cost more than this. Most mm-hmm. of the time, uh, the Cabal Crystal Runner uh, will cost two to zero. Right. Uh, Fireball costs the same mana account, so I don't think that applies. Right. So that's why I didn't... Once I learned what Corrupt was and thought about it, I didn't think this would go in Secret Mage, but I could see it being played in Reno Mage. I have a little bit of a cheating uh, lead because I discovered a lot of these new Mage cards in Duels the other night. Ah, nice. So, so yeah, my opinion is a little biased from playing them and seeing how good they actually are. <laughs> like, they're actually really good. No, that's great. Yeah, I heard that you can also play in uh, Tavern Brawl any cards that you open. So oh. uh, be on the lookout for that, too. Oh, I'm doing that after the show. <laughs> uh, next up we have the mage uh, epic minion a four mana four four occult conjurer uh, the battle cry if you control a secret summon a copy of this okay this one right here another card i got to play in duels um this goes into secret mage yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I won nine and three uh ran into some pretty tough opponents but every game that i won i played cabal uh, Lackey, which allows you to play your next secret for zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily enough, I had the coin. So I got to play Cabal Lackey, secret, coin into this card. And mm-hmm. the two four fours is a lot of pressure for opponents to deal with in that moment. Yeah. Um, 
another cool combo with this. Um, you can play duplicate and then this. I haven't played duplicate on an empty board into this, but I got lucky, mm -hmm. lucky enough in five of those nine games where I had duplicate out and this was out and this got hit. So I kept getting two of these back. And then I drew another duplicate because I was playing duels and somehow I got another one. And then I basically, at the end of the game that I won, I had like a full board of these and two more in hand. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'm I'm a little worried this is going to break wild uh, for in the favor of the secret mage. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But having two four fours, um, I mean, yeah, you don't get the mana reduction on it, and there's, you know, it's maybe a little bit slower than some of the other things. But it's mm -hmm. it's such a a tough presence with all of their other uh, things that they'll follow this up with, like the yes. cloud prince and the yep. So. Um, um, one more thing. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, understanding, I see a lot of people, I agree with this too. The set overall isn't crazy mm -hmm. powerful. So don't take my statement as too crazy when I say this. But if anyone opens this or like opens it in golden, hang on to it. Obviously, it's a good card. But like I'm putting this on the short list of like Nerf Watch. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. it breaks anything, but just, the, just you know how like, you know how this works. So yep. it's, the set is not powerful. This makes the top five like. I, this this card's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's even crazy in standard. So, um, yeah, I, I I think that this one's on the watch list for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, another mage card, an epic spell, rigged fair game. It's a three mana secret. If you didn't take any damage during your opponent's turn, draw three cards. Okay, so where the last one is more uh, straight out of high school, ready for the pros. This one is mm -hmm. more you know, might need some work, might need to find where it can yep. find its home. Um, this is another card I played in duels. Uh, the last one I came across. Um, mm -hmm. I did find as a person who played six years, you know, an advanced thinker, get the free spells to get that one turn so that I don't get damaged. Like that Paladin secret. Is it a Paladin secret? Mm -hmm. um, if you don't get damaged, you summon a 2-6. Yep. So in that class, you got to find ways to fend them off. But with Mage, it is a bit easier if you have uh, free spells. So right. once you do get this off, the effect is pretty sweet. You draw those three uh, on top of the card you drew for your turn anyway, and you're basically like reloaded. Yeah, my my concern with this one is that uh, it's it's pretty easy to test, um, and. Um, some like I feel like in Mage, then there's so many ways to draw that your hand is always full. You might not always want to uh, have it trigger, or if they play around it a bit um, through direct damage effects or things like that. Even if you're freezing, uh, then it could lead to an inopportune uh, uh, trigger. So I'm I'm just kind of on the fence on this one. Obviously, drawing three cards for three mana is great, mm -hmm. um, and it can it's at the start of your turn, so. Uh, you you have a chance to play them right away without having to spend any uh, money or any uh, mana on it. So uh, we'll see how, how well this gets played. Yeah, I think like most cards, uh, this will get see play in like the first few days, first week or two. I'm curious to see mm -hmm. if we'll see this being played in, you know, when it really counts in the next month, like December or January. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it needs help to work, but we'll see. Cool. Uh, next up is the Rogue Legendary Minion Tenwu of the Red Smoke. Mm -hmm. It's a two mana, three, two with a battle cry. Return a friendly minion to your hand. It costs one this turn. 
And this one's another one on the short list for the, uh, uh, the Nerf yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you open this one or Golden, this is another one on that short uh, list for Nerfs. So definitely watch out. Um, yeah, this, this ability is really awesome. Uh, I think any kind of bounce effect is really good. Um, the fact that it costs one is obviously the kicker. Right. So um, this can go obviously not in Odd Rogue, but this allows different kind of ideas to emerge in my point of view. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing I'm excited to try this in, I already have a Cthulhu Galakron Rogue deck. Yep. It loses, it- obviously, it, it sounds crazy, no, but it, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a board-based deck. The mm-hmm. spells come from like lackeys. Um, I know we got like shadow steps and evis- eviscerates, but like the deck survives off of um, the the battle cries from the Cthulhu cards. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you generate lackeys off of the uh, invoke stuff, but this card right here will help a lot with decks like that. Um, battle cry rogue decks effects because you can bounce whatever your target is with this, and then if you build your deck correctly, you have two shadow steps. You could bounce this back, and then you can play that one that card you just pulled back from one again, mm-hmm. and then do this again, and then et cetera, et cetera. So, like, ideally, that target is a battle card that deals damage to the opponent's face, and that's where Cthulhu comes in, <laughs> right? So it's, it's a it's lot not, of damage to everything. So yeah, it uh, sounds it times. sounds funny, but it works um, because you play a lackey into a high sparing togwaggle, and mm-hmm. if you're able to set up your pole kill, you can draw uh, Cthulhu for zero. I, I, I'm not theory crafting. I'm saying this as I've done this like a bunch of times. Well, you can't. Oh, you're you're meaning just regular Cthulhu, not the new Cthulhu, the Shattered. So I was talking about the original, not the new one. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. new one. Um, I haven't theory crafted a deck for that yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure somebody has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got the achievements too, so that's why I was thinking that's what you were talking about originally. Um, that's a whole lot of damage to the face. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, the same idea applies either way. The new Cthulhu can help the, uh, this deck too because three of those four spells either deal damage or destroy a minion. So that does help mm-hmm. Rogue stave off damage. And another card that's coming up helps the idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is the Epic Rogue spell Cloak of Shadows. Three mana to give your hero stealth for a turn. Yeah, so this is the exact card I was talking about. Um, it plays similar to Ice Block and Timeout, but it is mm-hmm. one, like a 0.5 behind them because you can get hit by cards okay. like you just said, Cthulhu. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, any kind of missiles, um, stuff like that. But if you're not playing against those kind of cards or class, I see an advantage with this. Uh, I like this card because I already play Valir of the Hollow. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I'm able to pull off that Cthulhu combo very easily. And that Legendary helps me pull it off even faster or even better. So I like this card a lot. Um, I, I can see it being used in Odd Rogue for a while. I could see it being used in Kingsbane if people needed. But Kingsbane is pretty aggressive where the whole game yeah. plan is just to go face. So going south might not matter. <laughs> exactly. But I, I like this card. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a few more options and... Um... Yeah, it can set you up for combos. And that's always that's always the fun part in Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is the Priest 
legendary, the nameless one. It's a four mana four four with a battle cry. Choose a minion, become a four four copy of it, then silence it. Man, when I saw this card, guy grumpy, you know what I was thinking? <laughs> you were thinking about our epic game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one that started last February, still going. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. Uh, no worries, no worries. When I saw this card, I was just like, why? They they love priests. I know they did yeah. a rework and they're trying to prove mm-hmm. like they're sorry for making it so bad for so long. But the more they keep showing us that they're sorry that they made priests bad, <laughs> they keep making three or four of the classes like way, way behind. Right. Um this card is very good. It's way better than um Secret was it Spellbreaker? Um, I think it's better than someone said Maev. I, I don't I like this better than Maev. This has the ability yeah. to come on the board when you're playing against uh, a deck that cheats mana. I think it's better against Q-Blog versus Big Shaman because oh, yeah. you could silence uh, you could silence the Colossus of the Moon, but then he's still on the board. He's still a ten ten. Mm-hmm. When you summon, when you silence like the Void Lord, at least they don't get the Death Rattles to come out of it, and then you you get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's a good point. I, I was thinking of it more for like Ragnaros and like big warrior, uh, uh, recruit warrior kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, no, so no, even I, I like your, and, I like that point uh, of view. Yeah. Um, no, this, so yeah, I like the ways you, you're thinking of applying it too in um, other matchups um, against recruit warrior and stuff like that. Yeah, you could take someone's Ragnaros and hit them back great. That'd, that'd be cool too. Uh, next up is the uh, rare priest minion, Nazmani Bloodweaver. It's a three mana, two five. After you cast a spell, reduce the cost of a random card in your hand by one. Yeah, so um, I, I, I wanted this on the list um, because I think this will be a cool card to try out in um, Reno Priest. I know mm-hmm. human nature, people are afraid of change, but as new cards come, new ideas emerge. So when I saw this, I was thinking um, how cool it would be to have this effect. Um, it, it's cool because I currently don't play Blood Mage Thanos. In place mm-hmm. of that, I play Emperor Thorazin because I like mm-hmm. the discounts. I like having cheaper yeah. cards. When I play Reno Priest, I always have gigantic hands. And I found myself able to actually win faster. Um, when you play that deck, the goal is to get your hero power to zero with Raza turn into mm-hmm. Shadow Form, Shadow Reaper, Anduin. So mm-hmm. your hero power deals two, and then spawn of shadows with Inspire ability dealing four, so you're dealing six. So a lot of the times I get my opponent near 24, and then the break point is six, 12, 18, 24. I only need four cards. Emperor allows me to discount a lot of cards that are either two mana or one in my hand already, plus the Kazakus potion. So mm-hmm. with this card right here, I feel like I can go off maybe sooner by playing spells, this ability allows me to uh, reduce the cost of other cards in my hand. As you can tell, I thought about this card a lot. I, I just jumped off the screen when yeah. I saw it. Yeah, this this one really screams combos, and I'm I'm just thinking like an APM priest. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna draw through their whole deck and uh, get a lot of cards um, reduced mm. significantly, and maybe even get to know me 
uh, before turn six. Oh yeah, uh, hey, that's crazy. A good, that's a cool as idea. Crazy as that is, and uh, and that would be really hard to deal with. So I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about anything that gives you that combo uh, potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little less excited that it's in priest. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's where the excitement stops. Yeah, <laughs> but this card does combo well with the uh, cards coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next one is uh, three mana rare spell for priest palm reading. Discover a spell. Reduce the cost of spells in your hand by one. Yeah. So uh, this card right here is this. It's like Emperor Thorisan plus renew in a spell. Like you right. get to discover and, a spell. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, and it's one that you'll just generate with the other priest. Uh, annoying uh, generation cards so yeah they'll, they'll continuously <laughs> be reducing the cost of spells which couples very well with the, the last card we saw mm-hmm. so yeah if this one card reduces like the cost of all spells in your hand by one if you have that other man on the board like you're reducing all those by two you get to discover a spell um in the moment can you help me uh did did they fix it where a discover card stops discovering itself yes Okay, so you can't cycle into this. That's fine. That's actually that's good. So yeah, the, that's the other, preferred. <laughs> yeah, the other worry I had last night, um, I was thinking, what if palm reading finds renew, and then renew finds palm reading, it bounces back and forth. Right, that's definitely a possibility still. Yeah, that's one thing I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to APM. So, um, mm-hmm. and and they, I mean, renew is a little bit cheaper, so you can couple it a couple times but i guess as you're making it less expensive to play the palm reader too then it could just go <laughs> not infinite but uh just drive your opponents crazy <laughs> yeah so um for everyone <laughs> drives them crazy you're exactly right um so for everyone if you're looking to drive people crazy if you're looking to build whether it be a meta priest deck or some off meta or casual mode deck i would definitely craft this card just based on what it does like whatever priest deck you're playing this is cool uh, next up is the legendary priest minion, Goon the Blood God. He's an 8-mana, eight 8-8 eight, with a battle cry, draw two cards. They cost health instead of mana. Man, that, that ability is nuts. Real quick, uh, someone someone said this last night. Is it Goon or is it Jihoon? It's, I don't know. I, I I guess we'll we'll get to a consensus a little bit later. I'm saying Goon. It's probably Gahoon, uh, kind of like Cthoon, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure. A lot of people had different ways to say it, but I'm pretty sure the people listening to the Happy Hearthstone will let you know. Will let us know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, what did you call it on Born to Be Wild? Um, I wanted to say Jihoon, but everyone was saying Gahoon, so I felt silly. But I was like, I think it's Jihoon, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll find out. But uh, regardless, <laughs> the Blood God, the ability is pretty cool. Um. I like that you can draw two cards off it in the way it's like Geppetto, but the catch here is they'll cost health instead of mana. Priest has mm-hmm. plenty of ways to restore life, so that doesn't exactly. even like, make me worry. Uh, I just think of like how many combo combinations this card can unlock that I haven't thought of yet, and I've been trying to like yeah. rack my brain. Um, I, I just, I know it's there. I'm just like, I just can't wait till I actually see it from someone that's playing it or I, t- I discover it. Um, this definitely belongs on a list just based on the ability. Like, 
draw two cards, they cost health. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's cool. Whatever you draw, you can play right away, right? In, in most yes. cases with priests. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not completely free. You're going to take some time to recover uh, the health from it. Uh, but, I mean, if this is your last-ditch effort, you're uh, you're dead on board next turn with uh, 20 coming at your face, and you play this and your Cthulhu, then, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you can possibly sneak it out or... Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of potential here, and I'm I'm not sure what what all you're hoping to get from it, but uh, or how you build around it. But I definitely see what you mean. There's combo potential um, here, and it, it'll probably take a little while to find it. Uh, yeah. But um, but definitely a good card. Mm-hmm. The blood of Jihoon. Let's see how take your your advice there uh is a priest minion elemental it's a nine mana eight eight with taunt at the end of your turn summon a five five copy of a minion in your deck okay so with you inviting me here as the wild expert it's my position to give expert advice and tips with that i have to also give credit where credit's due so shout out to electric sheep city Mm-hmm. for opening my eyes to what this card actually does, and I didn't see it. So thankfully he said this last night before I came here today. He fully believes that Big Priest and its current state, it's good. Like, think of Yasharge. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. I never say I never say his card names out loud, so I don't even know. Yasharge? Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in my head. Close enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yasharge, if you get it out early will pull a minion from your deck. And sometimes your opponent can't deal with like those giant minions and it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? But right. there are those games where you pull out that giant minion, your opponent can deal with it, and now all you have left in your deck are spells. He said this card will replace Yasharge because this effect is what Yasharge actually wants to do, where it pulls a copy of a minion. So if oh, right. this gets cleared, there's still minions in your deck, and with that, you still have spells that revive. So this can come back mm-hmm. and still pull copies or whatever copy had died. And now it's in its full size instead of a 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like that thinking. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening. So, wow. And, and he said, you know, he's not trying to push Big Priest back, but he was like, this is what this card does. <laughs> and I, I believe him. Like, I'd rather get copies yeah, of yeah. than the actual minion. Absolutely. And even though they're, uh, well, I guess there's still, still some reasons that you might run Isarge if you want the yeah. the bigger stats on the minion right away. But making it the copy for sure mm-hmm. is uh, is good. I can see even room for both. Um, but, and you can run two of these. So, so on yeah. top of that, you, you have more uh, guarantee of getting it. So, wow. I that's, think, uh, yeah, I think I across the board, way, I think across the board, everybody gave it a five. Once, once he explained it that way, we were like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is insight a common priest spell for two mana draw a minion corrupt reduce its cost by two once again another immediate craft um have you seen the corrupted version of this card i haven't uh the little uh ouija board ouija is like board. opened up it's got a big Cthulhu. it's pretty cool um oh, nice not to i know when people hear artwork talk that means the card's bad it's not bad um, right. This is a tutor. If you build your deck a specific way, this will draw that specific minion. 
or said minions and reduce their cost by two. I'm taking uh, Loot Hoarder out of my Reno Priest and I'm putting this in. Oh, wow. Because think uh, of think of uh, Ray's Dead. Like if you find cards like Kazakus or Zephyrus, like you, you get them quick, you don't have to wait, and then you can bring them back. Good point. And it's it's kind of weird that they're adding the mana reduction to as a priest uh, ability now. And yeah, uh, I'm kind of wondering if that's just the direction they want to take the class that they see that as one of the benefits because uh, they've historically been pretty slow and this can help speed them up um, in a different way than ramp. But um maybe makes it a little less annoying to play against the priest because they can have some actual threats uh, now <laughs> in their hand. Yeah. All right. Moving on to shaman. We have a common cage match custodian. It's a two mana, two, two elemental with a battle cry, draw a weapon. Okay. So shaman isn't too far down on the tier list in wild. Um, mm -hmm. It's got, Two big decks or two decks that are meta uh, has right. big shaman even then big mm -hmm. and then yes uh, even shaman so um, big shaman doesn't really run weapons they're looking to play you know cards like Eureka ancestors call pull out those mm -hmm. ten cost minions for four mana dirt cheap um, this card right here being two costs goes into even shaman even shaman having uh, splitting axe to copy all the tokens that are currently on board. This allows you to draw it immediately. This is a tutor card, just like the last one. Um, mm -hmm. Tutor cards are very good in any card game I've ever played in 33 years. Like, right. I, like tutor cards are amazing. So I think this goes right into even Shaman, like now, like theorycraft and make the list now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also think this gives a chance for uh, evolve shaman to um to make a bit of a comeback uh, you know you have the evolve weapon as well yeah um and yeah it just guarantees that you get something good there's a lot of good weapons actually for uh for shaman uh, that this can target so it gives you a lot of flexibility and wild i don't know that any others are going to be good enough definitely even shaman um possibly uh evolve um, I know how annoying Evolve was in uh, Standard when they brought it back uh, for a short period of time. So I keep expecting that we'll see something like that um, in the wild uh, scene. Um, but I guess we'll we'll wait and see. Oh, yeah. I remember Evolve in the uh, Standard meta. Um, <laughs> that's actually <laughs> what pushed me to go play THL, wild THL. Um, oh, and, no. I, and I should have mentioned it in my little segment earlier. I got a runner-up MVP. So... We got that hey, on the congrats. resume. That's on the resume to uh, put me on your podcast today, just so everybody else knows. <laughs> All right, moving to Paladin. We have uh, Day at the Fair, a common three-mana spell. Summon three Silverhand recruits with a corrupt effect of summon five. This card, uh, five-star. I love it. Look at the artwork. This is like this should be like the image for the Happy Hearthstone. <laughs> These guys are happy right here, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, another card that looks cool when it gets corrupted, that turkey leg turns into like a little creature and it's trying to bite him. It's funny. <laughs> this card easily slots into Odd Paladin. Um, more Silverhand Recruits is better. Uh, I, I can't wait to play it. Uh, all the cards that are going to be shown here, I think, are for Odd Paladin. So 
when I see this as an odd paladin, I, I at first was excited because, hey, yeah, looking at that, you can summon up to five minions, but there's not that many cards to corrupt it. And so I wonder if it's actually too slow or what you're, you would take out of the, um, the odd paladin package to put it in that it's really um for most of the time that you're going to play it it's worse than the weapon because um you don't get the actual weapon to do some clear on the other side or mm-hmm. or help push through so i kind of was thinking it was it was an iffy you'd try it for uh, a couple of weeks and then realize it might be just too slow you're never going to get the corrupt effect uh three three mana for three silver hand recruits is still pretty decent i just think that there's uh there's better ways of of doing that um in wild so uh i guess we'll see I, i've heard a lot of people say that this is a, a an odd paladin card um and so i want to be wrong because i've been leveling with odd paladin these days <laughs> nice. um so uh yeah i guess we'll i guess we'll see okay i'm just not sure what to take out <laughs> Uh, next up is High Exarch Urel. It's a Paladin Legendary for 8 mana, 7-5 with a battle cry. If your deck has no neutral cards, gain Rush, Lifesteal, Taunt, and Divine Shield. Okay, so uh, this is a super Zilliax right here. Uh, worst case scenario, you'll heal 7. Best case, you'll heal 14. And then if you're doing it right, actually, you'll heal 9, worst case, because you'll have two Librams discounted and ready since this goes in Pure Paladin. Uh, this card, this card obviously only goes in one deck, but the one deck that it can go in, this is going to be one of the best cards in the deck. This is amazing. Like, the, I have nothing bad to say about this card. Everybody's been really high on this card, and I love it because it has it. I mean, it looks like the the uh, costume contest entrance that uh, Alkali Lake made, and you know, she's one of my favorite. Oh people. yeah, yeah. Um, so when I see this, I think this is the alley card, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like it's just a little too slow. It's not as good as Zilliax because it doesn't have the magnetic um, and it comes out a bit later uh, and it can only be played in the uh, the pure paladin. So uh, where I think that's definitely a thing. Um, it's not like we've seen a lot of pure paladin in wild anyway. So I'm kind of skeptical whether this will see a, a ton of play. People will obviously try it. There's a lot of keywords, and the more keywords you have, the more exciting it gets. Uh, I just think for a 7-5 body uh, in wild, that's kind of easy to clear. Um, it does have initiative and, and other things. So you know, I could be very wrong. I just, um, I'm not as excited about it as others are. Oh, understandably. Um... I'm I'm excited to try it out. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this so this card is niche. It does only play in one specific deck. So with that said, the type of deck it is is pure paladin. I've come across and hear me out. It's long winded. A secret pure Libram paladin deck. <laughs> it runs mysterious <laughs> challenger. It, it, it's mouthful, right? It's a mouthful. <laughs> right you just need to add highlander dragons and then then you're you're set <laughs> yeah it, it ran uh mysterious challenger it ran Librams. uh it had a way to activate uh Shrivala. it had a lot of spells to discount Shrivala. 
So that's where I saw this card sliding in because mm-hmm. that deck as it is right now can sustain from turn one to like 20. Like it's ridiculous how long it can last. Hmm. So I, I felt like this card doesn't like make a new deck. This card just slots into that deck. Yeah, yeah. But Makes but, sense. but this is all fr- fringe, like one type of deck play. It's not like top tier. So I'm just speaking right, with, right. within that within that lower rank. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's what we we're really looking for is just where would it work and is it actually good in in that? So yeah, uh, I'm eager to see what you come up with and uh, try it out myself. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, the Carousel Griffin is a Paladin common mech minion for five mana. It's a five five with Divine Shield and a corrupt effect of gain plus three plus three and taunt. So this one here, when I initially saw it, um. I had made a mech paladin list. Well, I didn't make it. Once again, Electric Sheep City. Uh, it was his list I played. Uh, I climbed to like 237 Legend back in July wow. with it. Wow. Uh, Neon. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, it, it just seemed to work. It was just, it was crazy. Uh, Neon had retweeted it, got us a little bit of fame. That's probably what uh, pushed Nate to put me on his show. It was probably that post right there. He was like, I'll, t- I'll take this guy. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> so when I see this card, First thing I think is uh, Mech Paladin. The thing is, you're going to have to hit um, Galvanizer while you're holding this card to discount this, and then you'll have to draw War Gear or Zilliax. If that happens, this card could be good, but it's just very tough. So by itself, I think it's pretty decent. 5-5 for Divine Shield. Sometimes um, in aggro matchups, it becomes like a you know, like a top deck war, like each person's like crawling through the desert, trying to find water, like whoever finds it first wins. Like, you know, like those drawn out yeah, top yeah. deck wars. I feel like mm-hmm. if you top deck this and you can survive that one turn and then you slap a mech, uh, a magnetized minion onto this playing as mech paladin, like that happens very often. Like you could sneak out something. Um, so this mm-hmm. isn't like a highly rated card, but I just have my eye on it because I want to try it out and I think it's worth a try. Yeah, so I, I see it also as one of those ones that's not as good in standard, but could be good in uh, wild. And while, while the mech paladins haven't had a lot of uh, high card, high cost cards to give this the corrupt effect, I'm kind of thinking like Claw Machine that's released with the Madness of the Dark Moon Fair would be a good one that you could use to uh, trigger the corrupt effect. Um, okay. You know, gets yeah. you the rush, uh, gets Close. you. Um, Close me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Maybe gets you this one, right? So, yeah. Um, I'm definitely excited to try uh, a Mech Paladin again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luxrathian the Redeemed is a Paladin Legendary, five mana, five, five demon with a battle cry for the rest of your game. After you summon a Silver Hand recruit, give it Divine Shield. So, first of all, <laughs> look at this guy's armor, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> right. All golden. This is crazy. Yeah, he's even got the legendary uh, belt buckle. Yeah, he's got the gem in there. <laughs> I noticed uh, high. How do you say it? high yark? Exreal or Uriel? I'm messing uh, the name y- up. Uriel, that's fine. Yeah, she has uh, think... the epic gems in her armor. Oh, oh okay. But uh, this guy seems to be like Big Daddy. I don't know, man. This guy seems pretty boss. Uh, right. Five star. I know it only goes in Odd Paladin, but once you play this. Every silver hand you summon gets divine shield. This is why I thought Day at the Fair would be excellent because mm-hmm. if you just hang on to that card and you play him, 
they have to adjust this 5-5. And then you play Day at the Fair, and now you have five one ones with Divine Shield. And Odd Paladin literally refills the board every turn. It's annoying. <laughs> right. So I, I definitely see this one getting slotted in, even at the five mana uh, point. I'm still, uh, still, jury's still out on what I replace for it. Uh, but I just, I still feel like the, uh, for the, the value, you can refill the board without five uh, one ones. And especially mm-hmm. if you're giving them all Divine Shield, uh, then they have a little bit more lasting power so i don't think you necessarily even need the five once you have this guy out uh because you'll be able to generate them in other ways uh so i'm uh, this guy for sure is is an odd paladin we'll play around with the uh, day at the fair uh to see uh, the the combos there Uh, i just don't want the deck to get too expensive because it is so fast and oftentimes you're winning by turn six or seven anyway Mm -hmm. that's true Uh, the Carnival Barkers, a Paladin Rare um, minion. Uh, three mana, three, two. Whenever you summon a one health minion, give it plus one, plus two. All right. This card plus another one coming up in a little bit full, makes me like fully makes me fully believe that Blizzard pays attention to like what happens in wild. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like this card is... Someone said they should, re- they should replace uh, Steward of Darkness. I think that's crazy. I think we just find a way to like make a new odd paladin deck or find other cards to take out. I don't see any way mm-hmm. this card doesn't get put in. Like that's it's crazy. Oh, right. Plus two health and in wild. Right. If you're not playing against yeah. warlock with defile, like that plus two health is a world of difference. Right. Yeah. Uh, like this. This even goes in other paladin decks, not just odd paladin. Mm-hmm. Uh, just there's there's so many ways that there's so many minions with only one health. I, I'm even seeing like some divine shield uh, paladin uh, making a comeback because sometimes those only have the the one health um, as well, or charge minions with one health, or even some of those um, those. Uh, uh, gosh, what are those the ragers? Um, oh, Bangler that, and the Ice Ragers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly they're playable. I mean, you probably won't run them. Um, uh, to be fair, because uh, they do require the combo, but uh, it still opens up opens up a lot of options uh, in general. Murlocs uh, again, you know, <laughs> like oh yeah, yep. Yeah, lot lot of lot of utility for this guy. Uh, he's he's a five star for me for sure. Oh, definitely a five star. Um, so a little uh, tip for the listeners here at the Happy Hearthstone: this card plus Angry Chicken, yo, rank one legend. You oh, got there it. you go. You got it. There you go. Rank one legend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Paladin Paladin Chicken deck. All right. It's coming. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Moving on to Warlock, we have Wicked Whispers, a rare one-mana spell. Discard your lowest cost card. Give your minions plus one, plus one. Okay, so at first, I was totally turned off. I didn't care about this card. I was just like, next. But over at Born in the Wild, I'm surrounded by, uh, you know, Warlock professionals. So Nate and Gold Daniel made me realize there's a lot of times where you can be anywhere from two to four damage off lethal. And mm-hmm. if you got the minions on board, this will just give you that those that plus four damage. So they, they made me see it in like the same light as uh, Grim Rally. Mm-hmm. I was I, I first saw it and I was like, in discard warlock, you don't really want to discard your low stuff. 
Um, right. And then they said sometimes in Discard Warlock, you'd have like your highest stuff in your hand, but I didn't see it applicable in Discard Warlock, but I did see it applicable um, as like a Grim Rally type card in the way they were saying to burst. Yeah, it, that I mean, that makes sense. Uh, looking at it, I, I'm kind of the same way. It's a little underwhelming. You don't really usually want to discard your lowest cost card unless it's the other one of these, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, in a zoo deck, you know, giving your minions plus one, plus one when you have a whole board full, you might uh, not even have a, a, that big of a hand because you uh, have cheap minions that you're just refilling your board with. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can play all of them and then discard nothing and give all your minions plus one, plus one in that aspect. So uh, not only for the the extra punch um, for lethal, but also just for building your your board while you're in between your refills. Um, so it, I, I'm still kind of a wait and see on this one, but I'm, I'm sure people will try it and come up with great opinions one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, the Deck of Chaos is oh. the legendary Warlock um, uh, spell. It's six mana. Swap the cost and attack of all minions in your deck. Another one uh, possibly uh, to keep an eye on for the nerfings that are coming. Yeah. Uh, cards like this, when you see them on site before you play it, like I'm definitely going to hang on to this if I open it. Uh, I feel like this is going to be on a watch list. Um, everyone I've talked to, Everything I've read, people are like rave about this card. Um, people are really excited about um, Maligos, where it'll just mm-hmm. cost four. Um, yep. Your Void Lords will just cost three. Um, right. Like there's so many, so many ways this card can be made uh, to be usable. Um, for me, I'm definitely gunning for that Maligos. Uh, I have a list from Gold Daniel where um, it's Dark Portal. The minion you draw costs eight less. If you don't hit mm-hmm. the Maligos, you play Emperor Thorisan, but this card right here will just swap the cost um, of you know the cost and attack of all the main that are in the deck. So I don't have to rely on Dark Portal anymore. So I'm excited right. for this card. Yeah, uh, this one just screams broken. Uh, there's so many high cost cards with uh, low uh, low attack. Uh, all of the dragon aspects, you know. Um, yep. So I'm I'm eager to see what the uh, what the OTKs uh, come from this um, and uh, just combos in general seem to be, seem to be a focus here and we should see some making it back to ladder. I think. I can't wait. All right. Demon Hunter has a legendary Ilganoth uh, for four mana. He's a two, six with lifesteal. Your lifesteal damages the enemy hero instead of healing you. Okay. So this one is like, new fresh and exciting uh i mm-hmm. think the ability is really cool uh, i think the artwork is cool i found out this creature or minion is like a a disciple or like a, a servant to uh Cthune. because mm-hmm. i didn't see it until someone said last night like in his chest is like the eye of Cthune. right so i thought it was pretty cool to learn some lore we're doing a lore yeah. episode next week uh so it'd be oh. cool to learn about him and all the other uh, legendaries this one here yeah, yeah. soul demon hunter uh, is a deck and standard, but at the same time, people listening should understand. And I think everyone will be aware after I say it. Demon Hunter isn't a wild class. It just came out, was it eight months ago, nine months ago? Mm-hmm. So, April. Yeah, so any decks, 
or cars that come out for it right now are just going to have to be what they are. So I do like Soul Demon Hunter. I like the uh, the board clear ability um, with the lifestyle weapon. What I have seen a lot, because uh, I watch a lot of, uh, you know, high horizon streamers, one mainly being Draco Cat, uh, weekday mornings at 8.30 a.m. He loves Demon Hunter. I've seen him get his uh, uh, Eldrachi Warblades up to mm-hmm. anywhere from 12 to like 16 attack. So yeah, when I saw this card, I, yeah, I literally thought of Draco Cat. And I was like, if I can play like him, hopefully, sort of, and get my attack anywhere near 10 to 12, <laughs> and my opponent's health at 20, hit 10 face, this creature right here takes care of the rest. I, I love this card. It's new and it's exciting. Yeah, it's just a shame it's not odd and could slot into an odd uh, uh, demon hunter uh, list that was that dominated for a little while mm-hmm. uh, before before they got nerfed for the third time. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a little torn on this one just because there's there's not a lot of lifesteal support, uh, the Aldrachi Warblades being the notable exception. Um, maybe in wild you can find some more um, some more neutrals that can add to that, but. Uh, it it doesn't feel like it's going to necessarily be a ton of damage, uh, and oftentimes with the life steal that you are playing in Demon Hunter, then you actually need it for the health back because you've been using your hero power to attack minions and uh, tend to end up a little bit lower on life. Um, this would be a great one for. You, there's probably going to be an OTK combo uh, with it. Um, m- Maybe even around the uh, Silas Dark Moon and um, and uh, Ashtung. What is he? Uh, the Soulbound Ashtung or, or oh yes, you know yep. the card that I'm talking about. Oh yeah, Soulbound um, Ashtung. Yep, one four. Yeah, so so, but unfortunately, you're going to need a lot of cost reduction to get that to work as a OTK. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how people get this to work in wild. There's a lot more tools on the neutral side for it. Um, but like you said, demon, demon hunter, not really, doesn't really have the support in wild yet. Uh, once, once we get a few more expansions in, I think it'll be a little less um, uh, unique, I guess, in, in uh, wild. Mm-hmm. Zai the Incredible is another Demon Hunter legendary. Five mana, five three with a battle cry. Copy the left and rightmost cards in your hand. Okay, so this card, uh, the health isn't the greatest, but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I felt confused and excited because I feel like <laughs> I feel like this this card makes me uh, hypocrite, where like I want to say it's a meta card it'll do this do that but then it's also like a meme card so i don't i guess mm-hmm. i don't want to be wrong because copying cards like making value first of all is awesome no matter what you're doing so then it de- it depends on like what the cards you're copying so like if this is like odd demon hunter are you copying like twin slices or something aggressive and then if this is like a meme or a more casual deck are you just copying like giant legendaries and trying to make value uh old gods yeah old gods yeah um so empty, something empty like that your hand and play old gods oh empty your hand play old gods <laughs> so you have the one old god in your hand then it copies it twice mm-hmm. oh i see what you're saying okay yeah hey, that's pretty smart uh 
and the the other the other really cool thing about this is because you can manipulate your hand a bit, uh, then you can, you really get to pick this. So it's kind of like a get copies of two cards that you want in your hand, and yeah. it copies it copies it from the hand. So if you've reduced it, you reduce the cost of them with the skull, uh, then you can get zero cost big cards or um, you know. Mm -hmm. significantly reduced which can help you set up for combos uh, like uh, the last card sets us up for so uh, I, I i definitely think this is a great card in the set and i'm excited to see again for you you say memes like it's a bad thing <laughs> but that's oh, what wild no. is for me <laughs> oh yeah definitely not a bad thing um twitch has been great just not uh, i've been loving yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh this card yeah, yeah. um if, if so I love cards. I make cards. Um, I try to make sure I don't dust any cards, especially mm -hmm. Demon, Demon Hunter cards, because like I started four months after this game came out, so I don't have like every card from every class. But I want to make sure mm -hmm. like to have all the Demon Hunter cards. Someday mm -hmm. I might, if this turns out good, I might craft a golden. Yeah, oh, I think this will be good. I don't think you have to worry about that. Whether it's good for competitive play is yet to be seen, mm -hmm. but it's at least good for. It'll be at least good for memes, and yeah. it, and I think that the memes will be a little stronger even with him uh, than um, than most memes are. Yeah. Okay. Like you'll you'll be. I think he'll he'll push you closer to fifty percent range uh, with your memes. Which oh, you sold me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fellsteel Executioner, another Demon Hunter epic uh, card. It's a three mana, four three elemental with corrupt, become a weapon. This card is really unique to me. Um, a lot of people were like trashing it last night. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll stick my neck out for it. I'm not worried about it being like a three mana, four three. Uh, it's got four attack, it applies pressure. If it lives, I see mm -hmm. it for me, uh, a lot of situations. Um, where I do play Demon Hunter sometimes, I could use a little bit more damage, more push. So I don't see the mm -hmm. problem with transforming this into a weapon to apply it to myself. So now I have minions and a weapon and a hero power plus twin slice. Um, I, I just think it's a solid card, period. I'm not saying it's too crazy or too weak. I just think it's solid. Yeah, I... I... I, I actually think it's really good. I'm not sure about in wild uh, where it'll fit, um, but that it's basically an extra hit over the uh, what's their new four two soul fragment uh, weapon, the marrow slicer. Oh yeah. Um, so you get an extra hit with it. You have an extra chance to use it with the. Um, uh, gosh. I'm just drawing a blank this morning um, with the two mana spell uh, that does damage equal to your attack to um, to your opponent, to three of your opponent's minions. So, you know, always having a weapon up is oh, blade a dance. thing. Yeah, blade dance. Yeah. So uh, so it has a lot of potential, I think, to give you that little bit of extra attack that you need. Uh, you just have to be careful about how many weapons you throw in uh, to your deck so that it's not um, it's not just clogging your hand while you wait for weapon um, other weapons to be used up and things like that. I think sure. it'll be a great card that'll see a lot of play. Just not sure about wild uh, how how useful it'll be. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yep. The Throwglaive is a Demon Hunter spell, uh, rare spell. For one mana, deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, add a temporary copy of this to your hand. 
this card, I uh, I can't believe they made this card. This this looks really really crazy to me. Deal two damage. If it dies, add a temporary copy. Of course, it's gonna die. It's got two two it's two health. Like this will eat like aggro decks. Aside from when aggro druid hits uh, the embiggen, like this will just eat him alive. I mm-hmm. I get this card at four last night. I love it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking of using this and maybe trying to get a token um, Demon Hunter to work where you can use the Throwglaive to clear your, your remaining tokens with a uh, with the Wrath Scale um, that deals damage to your opponent. Oh, okay. Uh, or, or his minions, I guess, or just one of your opponent's uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Oftentimes there, you're just missing out on the the face damage that you can't really control where the uh, the damage goes. So using this can help clear up some of that confusion. And uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for it because um, you know it's, oftentimes you do just need that one or two extra damage. You can trade in some minions uh, to get it down to that point where it just has two left and yep. then move on to the next one. So uh, as a board clear, this is definitely possible. It's maybe not as strong as the Blade Dance. Um, but, uh, you know, for cleaning up the aggro decks, uh, for sure, this this should see play. And it's one mana, and there's a little guy called Penflinger that this thing would love to. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh man! Double pen flinger flow uh, throw glaive, <laughs> so annoying. Yep. Hey loser! <laughs> that card's funny. Acrobatics is a demon hunter spell. Uh, common uh, three mana. Draw two cards. If you play both this turn, draw two more. Um, I think this card's pretty solid. Uh, arcane intellect. And if my arcane intellect said play both this turn, draw two more, I I would draw four for three mana. Or not three mana, whatever the other spells are. So if we're playing Odd Demon Hunter, I want these to be really cheap. So I'm going to play this later in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm a little torn on this one. I feel like Demon Hunter has a lot of draw. This, Like you said, though, in uh, Odd Demon Hunter, you don't have the skull anymore. So uh, this could be a good replacement for that um, and, and give you a really big... Uh, boost so wild i think i'm expecting that we'll see a little bit more than standard where um you don't get the odd effects um and so you don't have those restrictions um but yeah drawing drawing four cards in a turn is is pretty good and it's not going to be that difficult in demon hunter which has so many cheap spells so for sure keep your eye out for this one somebody said uh this card is better than glide last night so i was like yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) that's not hard not hard to do (laughs) moving on to warrior uh ringmaster's batons an epic uh, weapon that's a two mana one three weapon with after your hero attacks give a mech dragon and pirate in your hand plus one plus one okay so this card here is pretty cool this promotes the uh menagerie warrior idea but Mm -hmm. before i apply like that name to it um I've seen it played before as Galakron Warrior. Mm-hmm. I came across this deck from uh, Jack Harris. He's a wild Twitch streamer, a Twitch partner. Um, mm-hmm. His deck had mechs such as, you know, the Rover, pirates such as South Sea Captain, and uh, the dragons were the Scion of Ruin. So this weapon, along with another card coming out in the set, fits right into that deck. I know this 
card made a lot of people say Menagerie Warrior, but I when I see this card in the next one, it makes me think of Jack's uh, Galakarn Warrior. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Um, the trouble is having them all in your hand, uh, but you know, being being relatively cheap, I think getting three boosts, uh, even if you only have one or two cards in your hand that take uh, take effect or get the effect, uh, it can it can still be a swing later in the game for sure. I was kind of thinking more of a big uh, or recruit again, where you might end up with some big stuff stuck in your hand and this is just that little extra damage for clear that can boost something that um just make the it's more of a win more card uh where you make your uh uh your dragon one 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 bigger or three three bigger by the by the time you're finished with the the wand and uh your cloggy hand doesn't feel so cloggy anymore yeah i like that idea um i'm down to try that as well um I think your idea would be great, and I definitely want to try this in uh, Jack's current Galarcon deck because all oh, yeah. the minions that this weapon requires are already there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when we get to the end, uh, uh, make sure that you post the the uh, deck list that you come up with for that on your Twitter uh, so that people can find it because I think that's going to be a really interesting one. Okay, definitely. Ringmaster Watley's the next one that you were referring to. He's a legendary warrior minion. Uh, five mana, three, five with a battle cry. Draw a mech, dragon, and pirate. Yeah, so uh, this right here goes along with that weapon. Um, mm-hmm. For the Galakron deck that I was referring to, uh, this this legendary minion draws Eternum, Eternium Rover, Sky mm-hmm. Raider, and um, the uh, Scion of Ruin. So, and also there's a new a new dragon as well coming up that it could also draw. Uh, I think this card's a slam dunk in that deck. Is no problem. Yeah, the the only worry would be it's only three attack for five mana, but you know drawing three cards for five mana seems pretty good, especially if they're kind of targeted. So it's more of a tutor than a, mm-hmm. uh, than just straight draw. Yeah, yeah, tutor draws are way better than regular. So speaking of the dragon, uh, the Tent Trashers, uh, epic five-mana warrior dragon, 5-5 uh, five, five with Rush, costs one less for each friendly minion with a unique minion type. Yeah, so this card, um, all, all these cards we've talked about fit into the Galakarn Warrior deck. Uh, this is the dragon that I was referring to um, that can be drawn off of Watley and then can be boosted um, with the new weapon. Uh you could play this as early as turn three. You get uh, Eternium Rover down turn one, and then you play um, any pirate turn two, and you can play this on three. If, if you know what I'm saying, those two live. But that's as early as you can get it down. What do you think about uh, it? Well, I, I think you could get it down a little earlier if you're on the coin and, and things survive, so you can get the, uh, the pirate and the... Um, uh, maybe not. Just trying to think. You get the pirate and the Eternium Rover uh, on turn one. Uh, what do you have on turn two that you can possibly get a different minion type? So um, I, I like this card though. Any card with a with a effect that reduces its cost seems to do well in Hearthstone. And uh, being that it still has Rush, then you you can get it out early and have a board clear and have a dragon which has some uh some other implications 
not just in the menagerie. I think that we'll see this maybe even revitalize a uh, dragon warrior build. Um, yeah. That's been popular in the past. Yeah. I'm excited uh, for this card to come out. Was it Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, one o'clock. Let's do it. All right. Next up, Cthulhu the Shattered. 10 mana, 6-6 six, six, legendary neutral. Start of the game, break it to pieces, and battle cry deal 30 damage, randomly split among all enemies. All right. So, um, I had to put the new gods in here. Are the how should I refer to them? New old gods? The new old gods, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the new old gods. Uh just ba- just based on being new cards, everybody's gonna try it out. Um, I think there's a bunch of ways you can make this work. Uh the first one I thought of was um for Rogue. You can play um all oh, the names falling on me right now. It's a rogue minion that will draw cards from your deck that didn't start there. But uh, the idea there is the spells start in your deck, and you can't mm-hmm. get Cthulhu until all five, uh, all four spells are played. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to play this minion, you can draw um, those spells from your deck without having to wait to draw them. So this will just like speed up that process. Oh, nice. And then uh, obviously you can use prep to reduce the cost of those. So you can even get them played a little bit earlier. Yeah. Stowaway. The, the oh yeah, is, I ju- but, yep, I yeah. just saw it. So um, yeah, it'll say it's stowaway reads uh, to five mana rogue minion battle cry. If there are cards in your deck that didn't start there, draw two of them. So once you play one stowaway, you can draw two pieces of this Cthulhu. And mm-hmm. hey, if you're lucky enough, you get the other stowaway, you draw two more. And I think this will help speed up the Cthulhu because these this is a tutor. If you yep. if you do it right, you know. Hmm. Uh, so for the pieces, there are four pieces. Uh, we covered them actually quite a few times uh, going through the other classes, and we'll, we will again with the neutrals. So uh, the link will still be in the show notes. You can see what those what those are uh, as well. Uh, next up, we have Yog Saran, Master of Fate, Legendary Neutral, ten mana, seven five. Battle cry, if you've cast 10 spells this game, spin the wheel of Yog saron <laughs> uh, Now, the wheel has six options. And again, uh, we talk about it in a few other uh, episodes and we will again in the, uh, the neutrals. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can check it out there. We'll have it in the show notes. But what do you think of this one, Mike? Um, real quick, I thought there was uh, five options. Oh, I thought there was six. Maybe not. I thought... No, you, you could be right. I thought there was five options, and then four have 19%, and one has five. Am I doing that, that right? That could be. That could be. I believe so. Um, so one of... So, yeah, you, you've covered the neutrals in other areas. So this card right here, um, this Yogg-Saron, it feels like... It's like the mascot of Hearthstone, like Pikachu for Pokemon. Yep. Like, <laughs> they just love this guy. Uh, you got the original one. Then they nerfed them, and then they fixed them, and then they made uh, like like a box, a puzzle box of Yogg-Saron. They, there's so many different cards uh, with this effect. Um, I think it's crazy. I think this really pushes the point of they're focused on making cards for this game. They're not looking to make a competitive top-tier esports game. And I'm cool with that. I actually enjoy the fact that they're they know who they are and they're going to keep pushing forward with the, what they'd like to do and make the game enjoyable for all. Uh, it's going to be uh, definitely some YouTube highlights uh, with that rod of roasting, that 5%. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm here for it. But like you said, Zai, the Incredible is good for Twitch and uh, streams. This card will be good for streams too. Yeah, my my concern is like with the puzzle box, then that kind of dominated those YouTube clips, and it, it kind of lost some of its excitement after you watch a thirty minute clip video and uh, yeah. twenty five minutes of it are puzzle box hopefully we don't end up with the same thing just with pyro blasting rods of roasting uh that there's other there's other really interesting um uh, things that can happen in one of the preview streams uh we saw pathra get her have her opponent get the mind flayer goggles which takes control of three random enemy minions right after she had played uh some uh played the elemental that copies itself a couple of times. Oh yeah. Uh, so she had an, had eight eights, three eight eights, and they stole all three of them. Uh, so there's, there's definitely some other highlights that you're going to get from this that may, may make it a little bit more, uh, or provide a little bit more variety, but I'm, I'm definitely excited to see all the Yogg decks. Um, at least at first, uh, I'm sure that they'll get a bit tiring when you've lost to Yogg for the millionth time. Yeah. Um, one application here, people were talking about you could play zero mana cost spell from Demon Hunter called Blur, which makes your character mm -hmm. uh, invincible. So uh, that oh, that way, interesting. Yeah, that way you couldn't be destroyed. Just have to play it beforehand and hope for that five percent chance. But it could it could be uh, the tenth spell you cast, and then you play this. Well, that's true. All right, Showstoppers, uh, neutral common, uh, two mana, three, two, with the death rattle, silence all minions. All right, so this one right here, uh, it, it did get a lot of bad votes last night, but it wasn't like pure, pure hate. It was with the idea of that if this card had rush or if it was a battle cry, it would be like top tier, like it, you'd see it everywhere. So mm -hmm. I don't want to completely give up on it. I could see. A lot of decks right now already run Broomstick, so I don't see why this couldn't be tried out. As yeah, as, exactly. as prevalent and dominant as Aggro Druid is, I would love to have this card like as of like today and uh, slide it in a deck and slam it with Broomstick and shut down all that craziness over there. Yeah, and it helps get through those uh, really annoying taunts from Priest as well. So yeah. uh, silence effects are always strong. Uh, you definitely need to build your deck around it so that you're not using a lot of buffs and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, it all, it does hit your minions as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that this is pretty strong. I mean, it's decent stats even for 2-mana, 3-2. Uh, it's something that your opponents have to try to play around. I don't think that it's lack of... Uh, rush necessarily um, kills it either because you can use it as just a setup as a as something that they would waste removal on um, that maybe maybe it triggers that removal on and prevents you from losing something that you really care about. Got so yeah, um, yeah I, I I like this card a lot. So I'm glad that you stuck up for it and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, show its value. Yeah. Gyre Worm is a common three mana three two elemental with a battle cry. If you played an elemental last turn, deal three damage. All right, so this one here, when I saw it, it made me think instantly of a uh, Shutterwalk. Um, a lot of oh, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of ways you could use it. Um, <clears throat> it. The best part is it deals three damage. Period. Doesn't say two minions. Uh, this can go mm -hmm. at an opponent's face. Um, it's an elemental. 
I don't like that it costs three, but I, I think it's a decent card. It can find a home somewhere. I'm not sure, but I feel like it's decent. Yeah, for I mean, for what it's worth, the the tough part is uh, the activation does require you to play the elemental the previous turn. But you know, there's quite a few elementals, especially in wild, that are playable in a bunch of different classes. So yeah. uh, at three, it probably slots in a few different decks. Um, I think that it'll be something that we have to experiment with to see where it goes. It'll probably mostly be used for removal of those uh, early threats, but. Yeah, it can be that last uh, last bit of uh, damage over the top uh, that you often find you need. Um, so I'm not sure what decks uh, we'll see it in, but I'm sure that as a neutral, we'll see it in a bunch, at least tested. At my MMR, I fully expect to see this in some random aggro druid and then some random odd hunter. My MMR is weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, odd hunter. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> and Nazoth, God of the Deep, legendary neutral minion, 10 mana, 5-7 with a battle cry, resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type. Okay. I wasn't excited for this card whatsoever when I first saw it. I thought it was mm -hmm. weird. I thought it was pathetic. I kept seeing this, uh, this meme on Reddit about charge minions and then i put it on twitter got some laughs and then this whole time like cthune was my favorite idea until last night when um i was scrolling through the collection as this card came up and i was looking up different minion types so mm -hmm. when it comes to wild i can't wait to actually try this card in paladin because i can i can pull back uh Ziliax as a mech I can pull back Ragnaros the Light Lord as an elemental. Mm. I can I can pull back um, I can pull back uh, Nora's Dormu for a dragon. Um, there were just a lot of different minions where I was just like I, I actually like this card a lot. Like I think I want to give Nazoth Paladin a chance. Yeah, and you you don't necessarily even have to build it with six different minion types, right? Uh, I yep, know a lot of right. people want to maximize it, but uh, Paladin in particular uh, seems to be looking at a combination of two tribes with the Murlocs and the uh, Dragons as a, a good combo. You can obviously sneak in a couple mechs or, or other things too to, to give it a little bit more oomph. Um, the warrior that we see, you know, has mechs pirates and uh dragons as well so there's another opportunity to get some some value out of nazoth uh and then you know there's in wild you have two different amalgams that you can you can summon back and might not be so bad um especially if you can you know ha consistently draw them and and things so I, I definitely see Nazoth as being one that people are going to experiment with and have really good fortunes with uh and um yeah I'm, I, there's an achievement for him as well uh to fill the board with six different minions so we're definitely going to see him just from the achievement hunters trying to get out on ladder and uh make it work there oh so. i'm definitely going for it and guy grumpy i apologize <laughs> uh another kicker this is actually the kicker on why i want to try this card in paladin okay. uh so i named off you know Ziliax for your mech ragnaros mm -hmm. for your elemental mm -hmm. um what the minion that made me like actually turned me up was like Shrivala for your beast. Ah, uh, Shrivala for your beast and murder, murder, murder. Yeah. Murloc, right? 
<laughs> like this, like I, I'm excited to try this. Like this, this Cthulhu was my favorite originally, but after last night when I thought about this and I looked through the collection, I was like, I can't, I want to try this card first. Like this is, I'm gunning for this deck first. Uh, Nazoth Paladin. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you got your mind changed and I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with. Oh, yeah. And that kind of hits all the cards that you think we're going to see an impact in Wild. So care to share some thoughts on Wild uh, as a whole? Are we going to see new archetypes or uh, just more of the same archetypes just uh, improved? So to speak on a purely competitive standpoint, no cards that were revealed showed to me enough power to change the current archetypes or metagame. I fully believe once the honeymoon phase is over in a month, it's going to be Reno Priest, Dark Glare, and Aggro Druid as the top three with everything else fighting in tier two. Uh, there's like 12 decks in tier two, according to Temple Storm, which I go by um, mm -hmm. very often. Um, I would like for some new cards to break through and make new a new wave, but I fully believe competitively in a month, it'll just revert back to what it was, which is why they said in between the sets, they're going to release 35 cards. So maybe within mm -hmm. those 35 cards, they look back at the data and say, and see, hmm, for the past nine months, Raza Priest and Aggro Druid have been killing it. So let's drop some new cards in 35 to shake it up. That's my, that's my goal. I mean, that's my prediction. I think that's going to happen. Uh, that's an interesting prediction uh, only because I don't think they look at wild stats so much uh, un unless they hear a, a big uprising from the community on things like the snip snap warlock and uh, the dark glare <laughs> well it's just a uh, you know just hopeful wish uh, I find myself in favor of blizzard you know we're on good terms they like yeah, yeah. me I like mm -hmm. them so you know I know they'll listen to your show and maybe they'll be like hey you know Maybe, maybe that guy's right. Maybe that guy that uh, Slissa rated, you know, uh, maybe he, he's on to something. There you go, Mike. So uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time to to meet with me today and go through uh, all these cards in Wild. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. And on that note, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, what are your, uh, if we want to say that you were so right or so wrong, uh, how do we? How do <laughs> Probably the so wrong part. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's very simple um, one stop shop head over to Twitter at MichaelOTV and on my bio I have a uh, link tree and within that you can see all the projects I'm working on perfect we will definitely link that in the show Thank you all for watching the card reviews. Now we ask you to do some reviews yourself. It sure as heck helps us if you post reviews and comments and about the episodes in your favorite podcasting platforms. Helps drive more visibility, which is daggum appreciated. And speaking of appreciation, let's throw some at the producers of this show, Number Theory and Menoch. If it weren't for them, well, this show wouldn't be the best state fair, as them kids say. And remember to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone and consider being a patron of the show. We have levels as low as $1, and even though that tier don't sound like much, it sure can add up to offset the cost of the show. Stay happy, and much love, everybody.